Welcome to Thurco's Podcast. Joe? Copa. We're doing this. summertime memory as a kid parents having <laughs> uh, I mean like I, maybe, maybe I that mean, sounds bad but kid is a strong term all right kid, teenager teenager okay I mean you're still <laughs> I mean from our perspective that's a kid okay I, I get what you're saying but uh the phone's on silent phone's on silent okay I'm sorry to interrupt no no no, 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 no you're good dude. but no so um I, I, I don't know why my parents were stuck on gin but it was the one bottle I had access to in my kitchen so, I mean, when you're a teenager, you're just like, fuck it, I'm trying to get something mm-hmm. in my system. That was, I hated it. Yeah. Hated it, hated it. But it was like, shovel it down, put a little bit of water back in the bottle, go on, hang out with your friends and everything. And then by, you know, by the time I was actually, maybe not legal to buy, but I had a card that pretended I was legal to buy, that was the liquor I went with. It's just like what you grow up with. It's, it's like socialization almost. But it's not. It's, but now it's not. Uh, it kind of plays on like a nostalgia for you. Like, I don't even know if it's a nostalgia per se. Okay. Okay. It's just familiarity. I think anything where you break it down and it's been introduced to you over time, and it's repeated, you learn to like things but that maybe you didn't like from the start. That's what you said. You you had like full on access to. It was all. It yeah. was in the kitchen. So my kitchen, you walk in. <laughs> the, the, the dishwasher's on the right, the glasses are on the left, and then beneath, I guess, they thought they were being clever or stuff, they would put it behind, like, you know, like cooking wine, like Marcella wine, yeah, yeah. and like uh, olive oil and all that, but, but behind that was the actual bottles of wine and the gin, and the first time it clicked in my head is when my mom got a bottle of wine out of there for dinner and poured it out, and I was like, huh, oh, I know where it's at, yeah, I yeah, know yeah. where it's at, but it was just... All you had to do was open it. It wasn't loud. It was a swinging door. You just pop that bitch open as long as you didn't clank the glasses against each other. There's no key to open anything. Like, you had liquor flowing. So, what was the first time, like, you, like, went in there and took a drink? Was it a good... Uh, Did you just take a nip? Yeah, because I remember the first time I grabbed a beer out the fridge, like, late at night. I was like, I'm about to try one of these. Yeah. It and tastes I, like it shit, It was dude, bad, yeah, dude. I was like, like oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now I was like, beer, I, I, I need one of these like to me, for the rest of my life. <laughs> my first beer I had tried was uh, Old Milwaukee Red. Ugh. Oh, God. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's what a beer... And then it, <laughs> so uh, this is death. Why are like, people like, killing well, themselves? What is it? Uh, Schlitz. Tried Schlitz. Oh my God. I, I tried a 211. was the first beer I ever tried. See, I, yeah, I that was pretty bad. That's a hell of a fucking beer. I can't identify the first one because it's a core memory where my weird uncle let me sip out of his at some sort of pool party when I was like nine. So I remember the memory of sipping it and being like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me, but I, I couldn't identify. I remember a silver can, so maybe like a... Coors? I drink Coors now, so maybe I just maybe. ended up where hey, it all started. Okay, Who okay. knows? All right, maybe we're on to something. But yeah, trying the first beer like at a you know earlier age, it tasted like ass. Yeah, and like the first thing I had ever gotten full on drunk, you know, I'm not proud of it. It's it was a 
It's a six pack of Smirnoff, green apple, uh, fucking lady drinks. Well, and that's and because it was my my cousin got it for his girlfriend, and she didn't want to drink them. I was like, I'll fucking do it. I'll drink it. Yeah, I got the five, and I was fucking throwing up. <laughs> well, what you didn't realize at the time, which you realized later in life, mm. like we could be sitting here with Smirnoffs all around, and I don't think any of us would dislike the taste. I mean, they taste good. That's the whole point. But the thing is. That sugar content. That sugar. Yeah. When you when you start to pound those, that's what drives you to the toilet. It's not the alcohol content. I, I would think. It's it's I was thinking blood pressure. Yeah. 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 Like, oh. You have the worst hangover the next day. I'm like, God uh, damn, why did I drink that? Why? Because you probably didn't purchase it, and it was free. <laughs> and it was. So Joe was asking about the first time I, I dug into that. Yeah. It's yeah. actually it's the very distinct memory because I was going to a girl's house. It was. My parents had gone to bed. I managed to get past the bedroom. You remember sneaking out of the house? You had like stages of sneaking out of the house. I didn't sneak out the house until a very late age. To like my friends 16, and I, 17. you can look up in the Fairport, New York uh, newspapers. Uh, we were the we called ourselves Mopi. But anyway, so sneaking out was regular. But there's the stages. You got to get past your parents' room without them shifting or waking up. You got to get down the stairs if you're in a two floor house. If stairs creak and you feel like you hear something from the room. You never you... try to go off the roof, man. Uh, it seems like a bad idea. So at the you time. lived in a two-story house. Uh, oh, we, know, we, we know now who you are, Marshall. <laughs> what are two-story houses? Yeah, no, Louisiana doesn't the, care. Hey, you no, got a loft, that, that, yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah, you got a loft, bro. I seen your staircase. It's, that's cool. Now. That's cool. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Most houses go wide in Louisiana. They don't yeah. go tall. <laughs> but so once you get to, once I got down to the kitchen. I'm, I did like some making out or stuff, but I had never gotten to where I planned to get to that night. Yeah. I was real revved up and I'm like, I need to, I need to get a little drunk, you know, set the nerves off. So I snuck in, got myself, uh, I drank straight from the bottle, of course. this is what happens in New York, right? I guess, (laughs) I guess. Okay. (laughs) Drank straight from the bottle and almost spit everything across the kitchen would have been a terrible trail of evidence the next day. Wait, what was it? As, uh, I don't think they drank Tangeray. They had Tangeray, but at the time it was a tall, clear bottle. So it's probably Bombay of some sort. Or Beef Eater? Or Beef Eater. You know what? It was Beef Eater. You're and, right. And there was, uh, what, what is it? What the fuck is Beef Eater? London Dry Gin. Yeah. It has like the, uh, the dude in the red English suit or whatever. Oh, I hate gin. It's a good gin. And then there was that other one that starts with a, uh, Oh, no, I can't say that. I like gin. No, <laughs> no kettle, uh, what was it, uh, Kettle One? Kettle One. That's, yeah. that's gin, right? It is. No, is that vodka? No, that's vodka. That's vodka? Okay. Yeah. They may carry. I don't know. A lot of the vodka and gin kind of blend when you're talking about um, those things. You know, the key feeder crosses on both sides. So a lot of uh, New Amsterdam crosses on both sides. A lot of those do. So I almost spit that shit up. Managed <laughs> to get it down, but I had to go, and I got orange juice from the fridge. Uh-oh, screwdrivers. Chronic was my favorite album. I knew Snoop Dunn told me at the time. Snoop had told me. <laughs> You gotta get you some oranges. So I wash it down the orange juice. I take another shot. Manage that one goes a lot smoother. Um, two shots. I'm already like I've experienced this in my life. This hurts a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and put some water in this bottle and put it back. And that's how I snuck out. And uh, I mean, I didn't even get what I was looking for that night. But that was my first entry into it. And then from there, whenever you break down a process that you're nervous about, that first one is always the most messy. And then over time, you start to, you know, craft it. I'd wait for them to go to sleep. You had a whole process. And I must have done it 50 more times over the next four years. <laughs> I had a buddy. He and I, like, uh, 
we were as close as you know me and Brandon growing up. Yeah. And he was he was like on the other side of he was like I guess what you would say the uh, popular kid. He was in those groups in school and shit like that, and I was just so happy to be friends with him because like my mom worked for his parents and shit, and so I, me and him became fucking thick as thieves. So I go over to his house. And we always be getting into shit, you know, staying up late, fucking set shit on fire, trying to cook crawfish we found in the backyard, you know. Dude, the fire is like, fun. Hey, yeah. kids, kids listening, <laughs> fire <laughs> is fun. But he was like, his parents were like the first parents I was like around who just like, they didn't drink like every day. They drank whenever it was necessary or whenever they felt like it. You know? So they lived in Louisiana? Yeah. <laughs> But they would always they, they always had beer, which was Bud Light. This was before the Michelob thing happened. But it was always Bud Light. Oh, I, I hate to stop. I've you, always been interested what, in that. What, yeah, what is the big beef between Bud Light and Michelob? Is it like a, why does it got to be a status symbol if you spend twenty dollars or twenty five dollars on a twelve pack? You know what I'm saying? It's I just because dude, it's just something. Maybe it it's just like the thinnest beer on earth between Bud Light and Michelob. Can I? You mind if I? Step in there. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think just over ahead, time, since I moved to the South. Oh, Louis- by the yeah. way, we have Marshall here with us. From cool <laughs> we have Marshall here with us on Third Coast today. Oh, what are we? This is where? This is what? Third Coast Podcast. What did do Gators, Joe? Go by. Marshall. We're here. We're doing it. Uh, anyway, back to uh, it. Returning guest, Marshall. Yes. yes. Second time. Um, but yeah, so I've noticed that... Uh, not necessarily rednecks in particular, but Louisianians as a whole, but rednecks certainly. Um, well, met- there's a difference between rednecks. Yeah, uh, when you say well, rednecks, right. I said them both. Okay, <laughs> when, you, when you say rednecks, you gotta mean it. Rednecks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I noticed, and this was alcohol. I was an alcoholic since I was 19. Hell but, yeah, dude! And when I was living in New York, that didn't stop me from being an alcoholic. When I came down here, I was like, oh. My people. <laughs> I am in my We're about to have some conversations about quote unquote your people. Yeah. Because I want to I want to ask some because you're you're right around the same age as us. Yeah. But we're gonna get to it. I'm asking right. some anyway, uh, Michelob. New York. Questions. My theory on Michelob is that uh, people, you know, for these events, they're just gonna drink twelve beers in a day. They just know that's part of you know going to the festival, having friends over for a cookout. Um, anything fat, just, you know, this is how it's going to go. You're going to have 12 beers in the day. And they realized if you drink Michelob, it's a much cleaner uh, beer. It's so a, by the end of the day, you're not going to feel like a piece of shit by the time you go to sleep, whereas Bud Light's loaded with sugar. And then when you go to sleep, it's kind of like the uh, the Smirnoff argument. I think Michelob is a higher quality light beer. It doesn't taste like anything, but if you know you're going to be drinking all day... You'd rather go with the one where you can go to sleep and not feel like death rather than the Bud Light, which is going to fuck you up by the time you go to sleep. But now it's such a, like Joe was saying, now it's such like a status symbol almost in in the quote-unquote country or redneck community. To All right, people take it where they want to take it. That's, I'm also, trying to explain but, but the what source if, what of if it, the... Uh, what if we're just talking shit and they really just like the beer genuinely? I mean, I'm drinking Michelob Ultra right now. <laughs> I, I stand by Coors Light. I'm drinking. I'm drinking the green one too, the prickly pear. And it's cactus, not bad, dude. It's, it's not. If, if I'm gonna choose to drink a, I mean, because like that right there has the same ABV as this Pilsner Miller Light I'm drinking. Yeah, it's four point two. 
right? But that is a light lager. Remember, this is a Pilsner. Can't tell you the difference. But that is, yeah, essentially the lightest beer I know of. And in between that and Bud Light, I want to drink Michelob if I if I can manage it because to me it tastes better because it's cleaner, crisper. And that's what it, I yeah. think that's where the status comes from is that like making an empirical argument about which beer you'd rather drink. Most people will follow Michelob if you're going to finish twelve. Yeah, everybody's like so when you're going to a yeah. gas station, you only got seven dollars in your pocket. You end up with Bud Light. But then there's that like my uncle, he drinks Bud Light or Michelob, you know. There's just a, there's this that's just like he's not drinking anything else. Like hey, if he's man. drinking whiskey, if the paycheck clears, he drinks Michelob. If yeah. it doesn't, he drinks Bud Light. And like if he's drinking whiskey, he's only going to drink like a specific four. So like it's just I guess to each his own. Which Bud Light isn't even cheap. Let's put it out there. If you want to drink cheap, Natty Light is the way to go. Mm. You can drink the the fifteen pack costs ten dollars. I haven't got Joe on it yet. He's a, he's not really about it. I got turned on to Miller High Life. That's where it's yeah, at. Like Miller High Life, and it's stronger, too. But yeah, I, I, I think the same thing about Miller High Life versus Natty I do with Michelob and Bud Life. If you drink a 12-pack of Miller High Life, you're not going to feel great. You could plow through that whole 15-pack of Natty Light, and you're going to be fine when you go yeah, to bed. Yeah, Because ain't, ain't nothing in that can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just tried this past week, I think it was Tuesday, I tried my first ever Natty Daddy. Ooh, 24-ounce? Oh. Yes, I did, and I made about five eighths of the way through, and it was just too metallic. It was like it was literally drinking yes. like a fucking two eleven that had been out in the sun a couple of days and got cold. An old steel reserve that got left outside for a week. So you noticed urine. this pack I have in the refrigerator, right? Yes. It's just sitting by us. I don't mind. Actually, I, I prefer most of my drinks not to be ice cold. It's, I don't know right here, what about it. Where it's cold enough, it doesn't sweat. But. Like that's 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 your perfect. I had a pack of Natty Lights that I just didn't pay attention to. Um, there's like six left in the 15 pack. So I brought them somewhere about a week after I purchased them. And I opened it and I started drinking. And I could have swore I was sucking an Android's dick when I got it about went, halfway it, through that it, beer. It got green on you. It was bad. That's what they. That's what we say around here. The beer went green. Yeah, I've never seen green beer. Have you seen green beer? What green beer? Yeah, yeah. they say, oh, the beer's gone green. Patrick's did. Yeah, there's there's green beers. No, out no, there. no. I'm saying like whenever the beer's bad and old, and the, you ever you ever heard like, oh, the beer's gone green no, because the beer's heard. old. No, you never heard that. I heard the beer's gone flat, and then you're supposed to actually give. Uh, it's good for dogs' coat if you give them flat beer. All right, because it's got a lot of pro, uh, protein and stuff in it. Huh. Should have saved that. Uh, Should have saved that six beers for Boomer. You know he would have lapped that up. There's a lot of dog beers out now. That, I mean, that, of course they're not alcoholic, but you know they're still brewed from like barley and shit like. But that. I've had I've had Coors Light where I've left them out for a week and it's fine. I think the the distinct fact that Natty Light has no taste properties to it is what led it to be so metallic because it had nothing to fight sitting around for a week. So, I was in uh, Sam's the other day, and they had a poster on the wall, and y'all were talking about Natty Light. So, they're coming out with Natty Light Vodka soon. Get the fuck out of here. All right, what's the yeah. flavors? Uh, you got, uh, I can't, uh, strawberry lemonade, black cherry lemonade, and just lemonade. Just lemonade. Is it called just lemonade? Because that'd be great. No, <laughs> that would have been a good marketing choice for sure. <laughs> but that's, you know. I mean, is it going to be worse than taco? Like what do we? Oh no no worse than Dobra, no 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 worse than Skull. Nah we don't. Listen if you buy Skull, 
you get everything. You deserve everything that comes to you after buying that bottle of Skull. I got, I got two things I want to say. I've, uh, I've said it a couple of times on the podcast, but Marshall was with me whenever we actually tried Fresh Tap Coors Light from the Coors Light restaurant in the Denver airport first thing in the morning. Yeah. I hate y'all too. Too the one banquets. Of, one of, y'all had the banquet. No, 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 no. No, we had the Coors Light out of a tap out of a fucking. It was actually the, the bar was Coors Light, like the thing said. Yeah. I was like, let's go there. Yeah, and uh, we had what twenty two ounce. Yeah, we had some tall boys. Tall, tall boy Wells, and by far the best Coors Light I've ever fucking had. And didn't I, I don't know if they even offered the banquet there, did they? I, I'm sure it was in a can, but it wasn't. I don't think it was on tap. Okay. I love the, they. They're called Yellow Jackets now. Oh, right. okay, Yellow Jackets. Well, I used to talking about you know buying cheap beer. I used to buy the the Tall Boy six packs of uh, Coors Banquet because I think the Tall Boy six pack were like six dollars. Yeah. For six sixteen ounce beer, and, and see, I just go to ahead me, and grab the it. Coors Banquet, the little short, the amber bottles. It's the best. One of the best beer pairing beers to have with a meal. Yeah. Like something, something, it's, it's like a, a like, beer, like a, like a gravy and rice, fucking barbecue and steak, you know, some shit like that or whatever. It's a, it's a great beer to. Oh yeah, we you know after this we're gonna go to town, but this beer it's it's like how beer and pizza go together. Mm-hmm. Beer and wings. That, that beer is really good to drink with just like uh, definitely a meat based meal. Because it just brings it out. It's something that's super savory. Because like that that beer to me is that's why Bubba likes it. It's a super super rich. You know, it's like yeah, it's, it's got a actual beer. flavor. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a damn good. Well, and beer. you were talking about you know I bought those High Life um, Tall Boys because you know I was broke and buying what I could buy. But if I was even further broke, I would buy the uh, God. What's the other brand you were talking about? Not High Life, but Miller it's also a gold can. What in the gold can? Schlitz. No, you don't, you don't want our hams. You ever tried hams beer? No. Oh no no no! You were talking about high life. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We were talking shows. about Coors. I bought the Coors six packs, but you were talking about High Life. So High Life sells these thirty two ounce cans. The artillery shells. <laughs> okay. I do you have any on you? No, I don't. But I have a koozie for an artillery okay. shell up there. I I beg you to do an experiment. You'll probably stop drinking them after that. What? So I would come home. It, two artillery shells cost what, like three dollars? Uh, well, now they're they're two dollars a piece now. Okay, so four dollars, but you're getting six beers worth of beer. Hey, but I noticed I was playing I was playing magic on my laptop, and I would pour out the beers, uh, tall tall boys, into a glass. And then when I put the glass down, I came back the next day, and the foam off the beer had not disappeared. Mm. The foam off of the beer was just throughout yeah. the glass and went nowhere. Yeah, you could leave it there stuff. for a week oh, no, and on. it wouldn't leave. Wait, that, that, was that it cold? Was the good? Was it cold? Because sometimes like a cold atmosphere will retain. I could leave a glass with foam from when I freshly poured out for a week <laughs> and it would not go away. What the no. fuck is in those cans? That's uh, that's great. Hey, we have we have another guest joining us now, Sir Jacob Robinson. Brother, he told me, he's like, dude, you know Jacob? I'm like. Like, well, a lot of Jacobs, common. A lot, of, a lot of Jacobs, but you're that one particular Jacob that I actually <laughs> give a fuck about. Mm. You know, like you're one of them. It's very yeah, come few. a little, come a little closer too. A little too. closer, yeah. Move a little closer. Right? Hey, like, hey this is Marshall. Marshall Jacobs, very beloved brother, just like yourself. Uh, last time I seen you was at your wedding. 
Oh, and I was. You probably saw me. Trash. That was one of the funnest times <laughs> I had, man. That was a great time. It was How long ago now? Oh, oh, there was other people staying on the grounds, and they just didn't like us because we were having a great time by the fire. <laughs> you know, five years. <laughs> five years. Wow, five years. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, they're doing a garter toss, and we threw it up, and it landed on a ceiling fan. <laughs> Jacoby's standing over there, and he's pointing up to it. And no sooner did he point up, it dropped right on his oh, finger. Shit. And I have a picture on my phone. I believe it's on my phone. Dude, let me see his that. face. You and Ellie probably weren't even dating at the time. No, no. I was with my ex. I uh, hope she goes to hell. <laughs> so so the garter didn't work is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It was a very beautiful wedding, very great ceremony. I had a fucking blast. The food was fantastic. Everything was Well, it, we it, had a beautiful wedding, I thought, over there really in Alexandria. Thought, yeah, like, I, I was, that was your, nice. I, I was in your wedding. I thought it was nice. I thought it was great. Fucking pimping out the fucking uh what is it, Hotel Bentley. You know, like we we, we did Did you go down thing. to the bar that's beneath there? So it's called Yeah, the mirror room. The mirror room. What the fuck is the mirror room doing in Alexandria? It looks like a place where James Bond would stop and have a cocktail. <laughs> Who in Alexandria? Dude, that's has there, the means to go to the fucking the mirror room. Hotel was a big old fucking thing, man. Like it was it's, it's been there f- like, the mirror room's like notorious, you know? Not not for just the, only the paranormal activity. <laughs> so for but, for the sh- listeners, I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking low lights. Bartenders in attendance in like vests and ties or bow ties, leather everywhere. The chairs are leather chairs that probably cost two grand. Sexy leather. The couches probably cost eight grand. Did you lick it? Oh, of course I licked it. What do you mean? I'm in there. <laughs> and that's where I got the the 18 year shot of whiskey. Well, see, they have a actually like a, like a four and a half star restaurant. I don't know if it's still open. I forgot what the fuck it is. But yeah, right. Uh, where, all right, you know Pentagon's closed down for good. Because really? Of, because of COVID. So they ain't, they ain't open back up at all. We're supposed to just say, call it the C word. Uh, we said the C word. I'm, I'm sorry. But uh, on that same little downtown street. It's the, it's the street, Say like, all right, so here's Finnegan's. You're going this way. Mm-hmm. Here's the front of Finnegan's. You're going that way. Down there, I think like the next block or so was like a old like four, like four five-star restaurant or whatever the I fuck. mean, that's got to be oil money, right? Is it? I mean, I don't think I don't think Alexandria is known for their oil. The last time I went on a date with Alexandria before she got off of work, I was hanging out with a homeless guy and giving him a cheeseburger and shooting the shit with a homeless guy. Was he on nice? the side of the street? Yeah, he's a good guy. Good guy. Okay. As long I'm as just saying, Alexandria guy. is not a target for anybody who got money, unless. Yeah, but what is Alexandria known for? Go ahead and answer the question. Is for it, me. Was it because the old like Civil War fortress shit? They got the Red River. Yeah, but is that what they're known for? Is they it like, a, is hey, it they like, got a mall in Alexandria. That's a fucking... Hey, Chick-fil-A's up there. Yeah, fuck Chuck Chick-fil-A, e. dude. Exactly. That's yeah. the answer. And that's why I want to know why the fuck that... The <laughs> nicest bar I've ever walked into. Which, Rochester wasn't like super classy up there. But there's a lot of money in Rochester. And going downtown, you'd end up in really nice places. The nicest bar I've ever walked into was underneath a hotel in Alexandria... And I want to know what the <laughs> fuck is going on in there. Hey, it might be some fucking. He says something that I want to get. I didn't. I want to go ahead and get on Jacob. If you didn't know, well, actually, you don't know because you just met Marshall. This fella is from New York. He grew up in New York. I'm a converting Yankee. white New York. You're from New York. Yes. And your what? What's your favorite football team? Uh, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, uh, but I right. had a good reason. Hold on, I had a good why? reason. Yeah, why? Because all my family are Bills fans. Everyone knows the pain of Bills fans. Mm-hmm. We all forget it now that Josh Allen is a superstar quarterback. But I grew up watching John Elway come into town. It was the year they changed the the uniforms from the old, like, bright orange and blue to the cool-ass mm-hmm. uniforms they got now. And I was like, oh, those uniforms are cool. And then John Elway smoked them, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't think this Bills thing's going to work out. I think I ride for Denver. And ever since, I've never wavered. Since You've I was never 10 wavered. years old, I've He has a sweater thing. that he will wear religiously for the it's, Broncos. It's barely a sweater anymore. Oh, like, really? <laughs> oh, my God. I love that sweater. That was a good it's sweater. It's a You're pile like, of yarn, but like I will still put it It's imprinted in my brain. Like When I see Marshall, I see him in a Bronco sweater. <laughs> I still have something that pops up because it was, I don't know if it was Snapchat or something at the time, but... When the Broncos won against the Panthers, I was watching in my sweater, losing my mind, and there was some sort of thing you could do where Gatorade would be dumped on your head. Oh, yeah. oh like, I remember that. I remember and I was just that. like screaming, like my tongue out, just Gatorade pouring over my head in that sweater. Yeah, in our, our age group, if you ask, when what, you started watching football, it was either Brett Favre, John Elway. Uh, Green, Bay, Green Bay and Denver, that was the rivalry. That's everybody wanted to see it. Who was it? Rice and uh, the Jerry. Niners. Uh, what was it? Jerry Rice and, I mean, it would probably be uh, not Montana, but. Uh, ah, fuck. Montana's replacement. I used to, like, growing up, I, I, of course, you know, there was the Saints, but as a kid, you know, I was like, you know what? There's an outside team that I like. Wasn't yours like the Steelers or some shit, Joe? Oh, I hate to tell you what mine was. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was Philadelphia. No. No? You're, you're in the right division. I used to like the Green, Cowboys? Ba- Green, Green Bay, Bay Packers. Packers. Okay. Uh, I, I like the Niners. I, I like Brett Favre. Steve Young. Steve, Steve Young. Young. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I like the Niners growing up outside of, you know, being a Saints fan and stuff, which I still don't know a goddamn thing about football. You guys can actually have a full-on four-hour conversation about football, and I'm sitting here sitting on my thumb. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot going on in football right now. So, Before, I want to dive into football because there's football all around, and the Super Bowl's coming up, and will the Joe Burrow's LSU offense be able to handle that type of defense three-headed monster the Rams are going to produce. Who do you count as a third head? Uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. And, uh, God, the dude from Denver, uh, Von Von Miller. Miller. You can go ahead and cut that head off, my brother. We'll tell you that we have never celebrated so hard as when we had a second and third round pick for him. Mm. He's a legend in Denver. When he says we, he means. So it sucks seeing my people. Okay, continue. But before, but before, before we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna get that. Uh, go check out uh, our website five thousand com on all streaming platforms. North Dakota, South Dakota, and Delaware. What are y'all doing? Why y'all not listening well, I to thought us? We got Delaware, huh? Or was it New Hampshire? We, we got, got New Hampshire. Fuck we got three, yeah, New Hampshire. Three Big more shot states. New Hampshire. This podcast is sponsored bow, 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 bow. by you know almost Canadians, but. So. There's one here. <laughs> Coming up very, very soon is my uh, co-host right here's birthday. Uh, and 
It will be Monday, which everyone knows is Valentine's Day. Yes, it is a shit holiday to have a birthday on because you're not only buying yourself a steak, but you're buying for your old. If you buy your old lady a steak, you're not getting none at the end of the night. That's just that's just I don't give a fuck. If you feed a bitch, uh, excuse me. If you feed a woman that you are invested in in a relationship with, you feed her, you're not getting no no uh, tang. Mm. Okay, you done? Just saying. For your birthday? Are you done? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't Okay, so instead of bringing shit for everybody to taste or whatever, I just decided to give you your birthday present on the podcast, so I got you this right here. What the fuck is it? Happy birthday. I got a fucking Digimon, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I got a fucking Digimon, dude. Yeah, I got you a Digimon, dude. What the fuck? I'm about to keep this mobile. This is the one you keep alive, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. What? Yes, the, the old It's school. like a Digimon Tamagotchi? Yes, that's what it is. Oh, dude, right. Alice is going to freak the fuck out, bro. If you let that thing die, I'm going to come over and call oh, CPS on we you. We have to, we got to come up with a name for this guy. I'm not going to do it on my like, on my own. It's probably got a name. It's a Digimon, which means. Oh, it does? Yeah, Digimon have a name. It's like yeah. Pokemon. All right, so what do I do? Oh, I have no idea. I just bought it for you. This is one of the things you have to, you have to pull the little plastic tab to, like, release the battery. Is, yeah. that, is that one of those? Oh, shit! It is one of those! Fresh. Uh, so how old are you going to be? I'll be 30. Let the podcast oh, world know. I'll be 31. Mm. Happily 31, though I still look 23, unless you take my hat off. <laughs> and then it shows all of my age. Oh no, the tail is gone. What oh, you, happened? You haven't seen the tail? What happened? What? Where did it go? I had taken some acid. Oh, God. <laughs> God damn it. And uh, a realization had occurred to me. Like, you know what? You need to grow up. And as soon as I cut it, and I thought, like, you know what? You need to grow up. I'm like, you know what? Fuck everybody. Yeah, what That's you- your signature. The rat yes. tail is on forever. And you rocked it so good. Like, people didn't look at a rat tail no and one, be like, no he one, sucks. They were like, damn, that's the only guy I've ever seen rock a rat tail like that. Oh, it's, it's back now. Kind of like how, like, everybody has bullets now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the rat tail's in, dude. In in there, like, swimwear. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it will be back. That one was, uh, I think it was, like, right at three years. You know, your brain probably, you know, you're on acid. Your brain's probably got a creative process where you're a trendsetter. And you felt the the wave coming of where people would just be like, oh, you're one of those guys who's got it, and you just gotta you gotta pull out before it becomes popular culture. Well, I hate being that motherfucker. Like y- y'all know me, man. I don't like being part of the trend. I just got a TikTok, and I'm still indifferent about having that. Yeah, you, you seem really. Sad I'm locked out of that. my Instagram. I fuck with Instagram because I got rid of my fucking Facebook. Everybody can assume why I got rid of my Facebook. Drama and women. So. That's out there. Right. Facebook is gone. I have Instagram because I like pictures and videos. Well, now there's just TikTok where there's just videos and or pictures with like music or sound behind them. And it's very addictive. Oh, well, I have iFunny, which is like created by Russia, but it's kind of like TikTok. <laughs> but I like I like the, the side scroll of iFunny and the fact that they sort through. They have like a top collective of videos that you scroll through whereas tiktok has an algorithm that just finds what you want to find and then pushes it back out to you which actually i don't know if this is on the table for discussion tonight but algorithms are a real problem this to is me. mine 
not only for like me trying to watch stuff on YouTube and all I can find is what I've been watching for the last three months. The algorithm's completely fucked up me trying to ever see something new. But I also, when we're talking about a country that's politically divided, these algorithms just feed into like, you know, say you're conservative or whatever. It's just going to feed you conservative information until you go to sleep. And then somebody on the super liberal side, all they're going to see is super liberal things until they go to sleep. And these algorithms have put us in these silos where we can't talk to each other, which was the basis of what we were supposed to be doing. I think the thing because it's a Chinese app. Why does it got to be Chinese, Jacob? China. It was made in China. There you go. Damn, we went right in the ball. (laughs) So the Chinese, if you was a China and you was on their TikTok, they show you videos to make you smarter, educational videos, better videos. I was going to bring that up. Dumbs you down. People are getting fucked up, getting hurt. It's about twerking, about, you know, dances. Actually, I don't see a lot of the twerk no more. Now it's just like. Okay, well, the dances are all over the fucking place. You graduated. No, no, they just jumped the gap. Here's our asses. We actually fuck people for a living. This is oh, where okay. you think, Here's your link. This is oh, where the well, algorithm sorted you into what you wanted to see. This is not. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's the video oh, should double yeah. watch. This is not watch. the TikTok shared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, the they skipped community. it. Like, oh, you know what? Maybe you want to see this. You're, you know what? They're you, right. You've advanced to the next level. <laughs> they, are, they are right. My frustration with it has always, and I remember <laughs> when it started. With, I think Netflix was the first uh, app I was on that really started to sort out what I had watched, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, funnel what I was seeing according to what I watched before. I remember just being frustrated every time I got on Netflix. I'm like, I've seen this shit before. I want to. It makes you, know, you feel vulnerable. Bruce Lee's right there. Say I've watched every kung fu movie I can watch. Maybe I'm getting on Netflix to try and watch a rom com, but but I have no information on my main feed to try and give me any sense of what the rom com community is because. These algorithms just funneled us into our own little pockets. Like we need to be able to to uh, experience things that are not within our general circle of like, and see if that works for us. There should be well, they have that the whole randomization now. Like, not sure what to watch. Click this. I haven't tried it yet. I haven't either because I hate most things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it's a ninety nine percent chance yeah. it's not going to work. Most of the television that I choose to watch because like I have you know. Smart TV has all every anything from Peacock to goddamn Paramount, all that shit. I have it all. I watch cooking shows. Yeah, fuck yeah. I watch nothing but cooking shows. Hell's Kitchen is one of my favorite. You know he has a new show. He's got like six shows. No, no, this this one, this one to where like there's a tower, right? Yes. (laughs) There's a there's a movie on Netflix. I heard he's getting his ass kicked. There's a foreign film. I forgot what it's called, but it's about like this prison that like. It's built in levels, and they got to get. Up and, but the, the, yeah, the, I know the, what you're the, talking about. It's a great fucking movie. The ending was, and they passed down the food, right? So if you're on the bottom rung, you get like literal nothing. scraps of. Yeah. But the higher up you get in the prison, you yeah, get actual food. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great fucking movie until the ending. Uh, anyway, great. Uh, his new show is great, but most of the shit I watch on TV is just food stuff because I like food stuff. I don't like uh, situational comedies like I used to. I don't like. Well, I like reality television sometimes just because it makes me feel better <laughs> should, yeah. about myself. You know, like, oh, thank God I'm blessed. You know, like, mm-hmm. holy cow, these people have a, a, another type of life going on than me. But 
made up shows. Like I'm not even into fucking the the Marvel. I'm not even into the Star Wars stuff hardly oh, because man, it's you're all. Missing out. I'm not. You because are. what from what I've seen is booty. You're absolutely missing out. No, <laughs> Disney <laughs> Disney took a great thing and then fucked it with an infected dick. You're a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> no. No, I'm not. Everybody's but, entitled to their wrong opinion, but... Wrong opinion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're entitled. You are entitled. It's just like... Alright. The whole like the old saying, like... Like, uh, you know you know what you want, you you know you know what you want. I know what I want out of television. It's a good saying, you know what you want, you know what you want. Mm-hmm. Or not, well, you know you what I'm go. saying. It's, it's something no, continue. like... continue. I didn't mean to undercut. It is, like... the. The heart wants. I mean, the heart knows what the heart wants. The algorithms <laughs> would love Koba. Yeah, they fucking. They got him back. Yeah, my YouTube is fucked, bro. Like I can't. I it, it can't keep up right. with because let I'm me hit you back particularly about the Disney Plus and the Marvel. I can't, um, man. It's so w- without going into the comic book properties, these these shows, uh, these movies and these shows have developed something where if you are if you enjoy the content. They have interwoven so much of the content that if you are a Thor fan, there's something for you in a Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. If you're a Black Widow fan, there's something for you in a detached. Uh, I can't remember who uh, Cohen plays these days. Uh, the The Winter Soldier. There's there's some for you in the Winter Soldier. Arrow show. Man. Yeah. And right now, one of the most streamed shows oh, is on HBO Max, and it's Peacemaker. And you could watch the <laughs> the Suicide Squad movie and Peacemaker. He stood out as like a fun character, but he wasn't somebody you thought. You can make a whole show around, but now when you watch the Peacemaker show, there's like so much more of that content you loved about the Suicide Squad movie that is now showing up yeah. in the show. So I think it's listen if you're into the content and you're not into the content, that's that's not going to help. The point is if you enjoy the content, these interwoven universes that go across movies and shows just I leave. they hit every note and they just keep feeding you the stuff you want to see and they just envelop further inter interweave so that they can continue creating shows after shows are done that give you the same hits that you wanted from the show prior. But how is the show going to make me fucking like it? I mean, if you don't like Marvel and DC... I don't. I think it's... There's another Jurassic Park movie coming out, Jurassic World. Yeah, I hope they don't fuck it up. I love Chris Pratt, but it kind of seems cheesy. Did now. you see the new Ghostbusters Afterlife? I watched with the I kids. did. I it was, was about it was better it. than the one they put out before that. It, it Not going to say about what it was because of what you know. It's a, it, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you hate Uteri. We get it. <sighs> I don't. <laughs> I just think it was a garbage fucking movie. I, I'm just a big critic. Television is right on the lines with music with me. There's a fucking fine line for me, dude, and a lot of the fucking shit does not meet the criteria. So yeah. cool. I think it, I think it's like, like I, I, I've said this a million times, but look at the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Tremendous. Very enjoyable movie. The second one, unbelievable. As in, not good. How? Where do you? Because come up with because that? the CGI at that at, at, nowadays. It doesn't create the correct illusion. Dude, old school fucking fantasy movies, it like you were there. Everything was, you know, more uh, more uh it was, it was more tangible. Yes. It was physical uh, yeah. effects. It wasn't yeah. CGI. The CGI ruins the illusion for the story for me. I'll tell you one thing. Watch the Book of Boba Fett episode five. I had. I, He's no, you not, not tan. 
What do you no? The Book of Boba <laughs> episode five brings back Luke Skywalker, who now the actor is in his late sixties. Some Mark Hamill, yeah, late sixties, something like that. They bring back the character, and I was watching the screen, and I was like, "How the fuck did they do this?" Because you can watch clip over clip, and it looks like Luke Skywalker from back in the original movies. So I get maybe you had some problems with CGI, but they have progressed to the point no, 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 no. where you can put right, Mark Hamill right. on the screen. Let's and you take can't that tell little anymore. hop, skip, and another jump to on, yeah, on, on, it's on the next one. Okay? What? Uh, I'm not even a so much of a fan of Star Wars now. I can't tell you which one. If it's Rogue One. Or Force Stunt, what is it? Unleashed or where the fuck? That's the game. That That's was the, the game. What was the uh, Force Awakens? Is actually those newer movies? Whenever Lucasfilms initially sold out to Disney, it has the been, shit is kidding, it's bro. It's been erased from actual. You can look it up online. the The studios have erased that timeline from the canonology. Yeah, but of the, but the 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 uh, the dialogue is kitty. It's all fucking mushy good shit. I like the you are in some good shit too because they do that with the animation on old cartoons in Disney too. They've gone back and changed a lot of stuff it's, to make it more uh, presentable and yeah. shit. I don't like that part about it. And that's how I feel. Yeah, it's going to be alright, buddy. That's how I feel. My point is that I if, love you, Star if Wars, you enjoy this but they content, made me just like the new stuff. I appreciate the, the interwoven universes to the point that it, it operates a lot like comic book. If you read a comic book back in the day and you were a big fan of Captain America, he had a couple of homies on his team and they eventually got their own comic book and then you could read that comic book and Captain America would make appearances and you could continue that love of Captain America through the side characters. And what the studios have done, and Kevin Feige I think is one of the most brilliant directors uh uh, he's not a director, but he's the head of the, the Marvel Studios right now. One of the most brilliant men because he's just built a world in which if you enjoy one part of the world, you can continue that enjoyment of that world through other uh, aspects and releases within the Marvel Universe. I think you're full of shit. No, you don't like it. So I don't you... like it. No, I don't <laughs> like it. I will say it out loud. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable because I know what I like. The heart knows what the heart wants. So, <laughs> the, so with the Super Bowl coming up right around the corner, and Los Angeles going to take it. So, go left to right. Uh, my heart wants the Bengals to win. Mm-hmm. LSU, Joe Burrows did the impossible. You know, he can actually do the impossible again to be the first person to ever win a national championship, the Heisman, and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, oh, Kobe's gone. But uh, we go, we go, I guess. To Marshall so, next. Well, well, you didn't give your official pick. You said your heart, so your your brain is with the Rams? I think Cincinnati's going to win it. I just, I, I feel it. I, they got too much going. They got too much power going into the game. You know what I'm saying? They got too much momentum. And a lot of team. they, it's kind of like what Tampa Bay did last year. They yeah. just bet, you once you, you they play from the bottom seed bracket and they're winning and they're building momentum it's like a steamroller and in yep. any sport once you have that momentum it's hard to stop that momentum and I, I think Cincinnati wins by 10 points Andy Reid has actually been quoted as saying watch out for these teams that go on the road they win you know uh, 
an initial game, they win a divisional game, they win a championship game by the time they've even gotten to the Super Bowl. Because you need to respect that that's a team that we're going to line up, doesn't matter where we're at, doesn't matter who we're playing, because, I mean, they played the goddamn Chiefs. And came back and beat ago. the Chiefs. When the Bills, who were, looked like the superior team in the, the game that the Chiefs won, couldn't beat them. And the Bengals came in and went down 21-3 and found a way to come back. So you can never discount a team that does that kind of thing. But actually, so uh, last time I was on this pod, we talked about how I had a sports podcast for a few years. Yeah. I went back and did a show this last month reunion show with my friend um, that we didn't release. But one of the things I said on there, and I'll say it again, is... Joe Burrow is the new Tom Brady. I don't think it's controversial. Tom Brady's gone, right? He's yeah, gone. He retired. Go on now, get. Because get out of here. Joe Burrow Go is now. Joe Burrow is not the most physically capable quarterback on the market, but he is going to win between smarts and sheer fucking will. And all the Bengals really do when you look at their offenses line up with maybe one back in the backfield. They have a bad offensive line, so they can't protect him. He lines up with bad protection with maybe one back in the backfield. He assesses his receivers, and he gets the ball on time to the right guy nine times out of ten. And there is no defense in the NFL that you can construct that can stop a quarterback who can line up, look at what you're doing, and nine times out of ten make the right throw. So I'm with you. I think the Bengals absolutely should be the favorites in this matchup. If you go for aesthetics, just look at it. The boy... Looks like he was burst out of a ear of corn's ass. <laughs> and so, what's your pick, Koba? Politically? No, just pick. <laughs> just Rams and Bengals. Just pick what team you think is going to win. It was just like Rams is from where? Los Angeles. Okay. Yo, don't be pulling in Charles into. We're this gonna be doing Friday. some conspiratorial things right now. Uh, shout out to episode 145 with Charles. No call. Okay. He tapped on Who, this. I, like, I agree with Bubba. I want, I want fucking Cincinnati to fucking just take it away. Maybe they fucking deserve it. Maybe not. I would think so. I would think so too. But you look at the Rams. That's the caveat. Of course, because that's who they're fucking playing. But and they're in home team. Home team advantage. COVID, the c word. Problem is, nobody shows up to Los Angeles games. All LA cares about. Oh, the nah, Lakers dude. And the nah, Dodgers. dude. No, no, they're in there, bro. They're in there. They've been looking for a reason to strive, to thrive, to build themselves back up again, Marshall. To not only walk on rocks that aren't supposed to be walked on. You know Matthew But Stafford's to support an animal. That is their mascot. Just like the Dodge. Ram. But I'm going for Cincinnati, dude. Jacob. <laughs> Jacob, come on. Come on. You've been quiet over there yeah. for a while. Come on. That's because y'all deep, but uh I ain't I ain't watched too much football in the past few years, but if anybody can pull it off, it's gonna be a kid from Louisiana. You just can't put us down, can't put us out. I have no technical analysis. Technically, so. he's from Oklahoma. What he's from Ohio. 
Oh, Ohio. My bad. At least that's what I owe. All the same. Well, he came down here. Midwest. <laughs> came down here and ate our red beans and rice. Ate our crawfish. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all that matters. <laughs> hey, you see him in his press conferences. He Joe Cool. If he wears that chain while he's playing, oh, 100%, he's going to blind them all. He's and the golden boy. He's got, he's got to pull it off. He's, that's what I'm saying. He's new Tom Brady. But it's is, been is, is that hype going to fuck with him in no. his performance? No. He went, he, is he professional grade? It would have fucked with him when he walked into Kansas City and he was down 21-3 to the reigning AFC champions. If anything, he's already shown that that, that shine ain't going to worry him at all. Dude, the guy has to have a good dick, dude. I would think so. You know what I'm saying? He's a performer. You know, he's not shy of shit. Like, you know who has he's the best there to show for the job. He is from the quarterback football marine. in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, I got it all. I got everything I need. You know the number one dick pic? Number one dick pic? Yes. What what topic are we on now? All right, <laughs> way off the they, spectrum of life. Right? They called him Big Dick Nick. Can yeah. someone in this room tell me who Big Dick Nick is? Nick Foles. Nick motherfucking Foles. If if anybody could step off of a bench and win a championship against Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, it was Big I Dick Nick. I think Philip Rivers should be called that because he has eight kids. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> takes him a long time to pull out. Sometimes he doesn't make it. Hey, hey. More of a usage rate than a size issue. But. <laughs> so it's clear across the table we're uh, – Supporting uh, a lot of LSU, there's a lot of LSU players uh, in the Super Bowl. Uh, you got Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, of course, Joe Burrows. Uh, you got Thaddeus Moss, and then you got also the dude that won the Walter Payton Award. Uh, the Must be a linebacker. Yeah. I can't. It starts with a W. But shout out, you know, to all that. And uh, well, have you guys gotten into any betting yet? Oh, yeah. the DraftKings. Let's let's bet. Let's bet right now. I We're mean, all for the same thing. I could open up. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, we just go strictly numbers. So, bro. I got five dollars. All these apps give you. I'm, I, I bet on illegal sites. Basically, <laughs> yeah. allegedly. allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Thank you, go. thank you, Jacob. Okay, Y'all go dude. check out that episode. Allegedly, uh, episode one, one forty six. It has made a grand staple in this. But podcast. it was essentially knowing I'd never get my money back because there was no practical way. It was just for me to have fun and bet. Allegedly. So, Allegedly. And it, so finally, they legalized, and a lot of these betting sites gave you like a free hundred bucks if you would deposit ten. Yeah. And then uh, MGM actually gave me three hundred to play with off of that. So I put everything on the Kansas City Chiefs money line versus the Bengals mm. and lost all that money in the last little bit. So I got a severance check recently. <coughs> and uh, I went chasing, and I put $500 on the Rams. But here's the rub. I put $500 on the Rams at 3.5 points over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Does anybody know how many points they won by? More than that. Three. Oh. They won oh, by yeah. .5 less oh, than so my you, bet. Oh. They got me good. <laughs> they got me real good. Or did you get yourself good? I mean, yes. Let's, let's just say alcohol I mean, like, was involved at some point. Yeah, but hey. I'm not. I'm not big on it. I've, I've always. I like my tables. I like throwing some dice. Yeah, I like, betting's fun. I, I love betting. Don't get me wrong. When you fucking feel it, you feel it. But when it doesn't work out, but sometimes when it doesn't work out, you still have that attitude. You know what? 
This next one. That next one. This next one's so, gonna get. And then you throw in fuck two, and we're like, damn, it didn't work. Then you throw in. You always go less. <laughs> you always go. You just work your way back. Yeah. So it made you feel sick to your stomach, right? In a sense. Not necessarily, because when I get into any bet, I think about what are the the long term implications of this bet. So yes, five hundred dollars disappearing does suck, and God help you if my girlfriend ever hears this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, China <laughs> <laughs> don't listen. Yeah. Not your girlfriend. My girlfriend. Inflation, you only lost about. Yeah, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but it definitely, you know, it hurt. But I think that's where people, real addicts, get into it. It's hey, like five hundred today is just three hundred tomorrow. That's it. Yeah, you know I knew. I knew I could spend the money at the time. I lost it. It didn't feel good. But that was the whole point. Is I wasn't really interested in that Rams Buccaneers game, but I watched it like a fucking hawk mm-hmm. from beginning to end. So, but the Bucks showed up. I mean, they did. It looked really good for me uh, early, <laughs> but it didn't look great late. Oh, that's what? a bad night. Well, you drink a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the hurt, uh, I got the official hurt uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, I didn't I didn't divulge this because I wanted to bring it up on the podcast. Uh, I had uh, me and China was like a lazy night, so we were like, let's order pizza, right? So I ordered Pizza Hut from well, pizza from Pizza Hut locally in Oakdale. And usually I will shout out and talk about good, how businesses are, and support local, but I gotta fucking go in a tangent and talk shit for a little bit. Mm. I, I kind of tagged that line, so can you, correct? I, I yeah. eat a good bit of pizza, yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, I ordered the uh, new uh, the, sp- uh, the new spicy Hawaiian pizza from Pizza Hut, pizza. right? You go with that ham, pineapple, and jalapeno? With that yeah. that ham jam, dude? No, it had chicken, jala- pickle jalapenos, and uh, pineapples on it. And it was on a, a hand-tossed crust or whatever. I ate four slices, you know, playing the new Halo, drank a couple of beers, went to sleep, right? Right. So about right. Three, 3 o'clock in the morning, like, you ever are dead asleep, right? You're like dead asleep and you feel like you're about to shit yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Actually, <laughs> no, yeah. far too well, actually. Yeah. So, <laughs> very recently. So, I rush to the bathroom and I'm talking about from Prairie like, Doggin. like three to five. Turn tr- tr- in the shell. Trash can in front of me, toilet behind you. Yeah. Hopefully. So, all night long persist, right? So I had to call in work like, look, I, I, I think I'm dying. <laughs> I called in to work, the supervisor, he's like, what? he said, uh, what's going on? I was like, hey, man, this is Joe. I work, work green in on days like, look, I think I'm dying. <laughs> I said, I ate some pizza. I drank two beers. <laughs> what's the old Peter Griffin calling? Uh, I've been in a plane crash. I'm not going to be able to come into work. I'll see you Monday. So, uh, like, boom, I hung up with him. And I'm like, I there ain't nothing left in me. So I go lay down, and my stomach felt <laughs> like I did, I felt like I did a thousand sit-ups at one time, oh, yeah. and like my diaphragm and stomach. <laughs> I said, Oh God, they fucking they're trying to kill me at Pizza Hut. So I got you know where I can move. So I went to the urgent care right, and they did all the things. Oh, God of course, damn. they checked me for the c word first, mm-hmm. you know, because I had all the alleged symptoms. That's and, shitting uh, yourself, which so is... No, 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 no,
No, for uh, COVID. Uh, and then the first thing, the first thing they asked me when I walked into, uh, you know, I, you know, checked in, gave them my insurance, and I walked back there and uh, told them everything was going on with me. And they're like, uh, "So, do you have the COVID vaccine?" And I was like, "No, right. I don't have." It. Fuck no, I do not. But but that that that's just <laughs> we that's just hundred dollar bill for you. Yeah, so that 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 that's one thing. So they test me for that, of course, and then they test me for the flu. And then, then they want to hear my real side of the story, like what's going on since this didn't work. You know, the yeah, test. an hour and a half into the experience, they're they're running that good Boise uh, of Ohio insurance, anyways. Idaho, uh, Idaho. <laughs> so uh, Idaho, technically, she was like, "So what happened?" I was like, "Look, I I got this pizza, ate like half the pizza, drank like two beers, watched some Northern Territories of Alaska." Went to sleep and I almost died before I came here. And she's like, "Okay, so we're gonna, uh, yeah, you probably got food poisoning, blah blah blah." And they did like my blood pressures and stuff. She's like, "You're like s- severely dehydrated." <laughs> I can tell you why. <laughs> I can tell you why. Five point plan. Me was, the shitter. Me the shitter. And then that was my whole thing. I was like, "What? What did they not understand for four hours, dude? It was coming out both sides. And there was nothing I could do. Oh, it was that's bad. food poison. That's definite food poison. So, uh, but the bright side about it is, I got like two free hours of not being dying and not at work, which is the same thing, but. Uh, <laughs> They gave me, like, a fucking IV and fluids, and I watched, like, the uh, Olympics, the snowboarding uh, part of the Olympics, but let me tell you, food poisoning? That's not a game. Not. So, if you're out there, and you hire these sketchy people, tell them the because it... It either was like old condiments or like I would someone guess the, put you chemicals there too, on right? the, at one point. Someone time? didn't clean the pans. There was, was there was chicken in your uh, pizza. No, I no, guarantee no. you that chicken's I been sitting on a pizza shelf Hut. for two weeks. I worked at Pizza Hut, and I know what goes on in Pizza Hut. Mm. They don't chop their produce fresh. That shit gets shipped in, vacuum sealed, and guess what? It gets wilted because it doesn't get oxygen. It's fucking... Vacuum sealed in these fucking containers to get off a fucking sh- a truck once a week. All these pre-cut vegetables are supposed to last a fucking week without... Fu- you're going to keep that shit fresh? Uh, Fuck, no. I would warn everyone right now to be very careful about where you buy food, too, because it's kind of indicative of things that came off of the... Uh, the panini, as I call it, oh. in the in the last oh. few years, is uh, I mean I've worked in the service industry since I was sixteen. Yeah. Um, I currently, well, next week I will currently manage a restaurant. Fuck yeah! Um, and have so for the last five years, and there's just a lot of challenges right now that I actually don't put on the shoulders of the people who don't want to work because I've been through these jobs. They've been shit jobs from day one. The whole deal was that if you. If you work through this shit job, maybe one day you get another shit job that pays you more, and it turns out that Gen Z isn't interested. And I don't fucking blame them. I did it because I had to. But a lot of these kids don't want to go out there and work a shit job and get harassed by people through a drive-thru because your fries were 30 seconds late and then get shit pay for that and then go home and feel like a pile of mess. But there's not a lot of job etiquette taught. There's like, people want to go to a job... Just get a fucking check, yeah? I've been in a situation to where I was showing up to this job just to get that fucking check, and I didn't give a shit about that job. 
but 80% of the other jobs I give a fuck about because <clears throat> I, I, I grown as a, you know, as yeah. a person and I gave, I got more respect for myself and also just like business as well. Like these people are doing it, not you, you're working for them. They're trying to keep a good, reputable name for themselves. They're, they're. I mean, when you're talking about the McDonald's level in some of these states, no, no, they're no, trying no, to no, pay I'm, people I'm the bare minimum to make like, their profits. That's hey, not a deal. You that's create fair. a business, and I happen to work for you. You would want me to give a fuck because I work for you. I would, and I would pay you adequately to do so. Exactly, but you give. I hire on for you, and you give me a shit job, and I come to you personally as you know, employee and business owner, and tell you what's wrong, and. You don't help. How is that supposed to make me feel? So I don't give a shit. At, I would ask anybody about your livelihood. I'd ask I anybody who has the same view as you do right now to go to a state where they pay like a decent minimum wage, like California, New York, and, Florida. Yeah, but so when I, I went back to New York, hold on, hold up. on. When I went back to New York, we visited McDonald's. Uh, my girlfriend, she's never been outside the state of Louisiana. We went to Ooh. McDonald's. Went to Outback. Chat, baby. We went to a bunch of places, and she was like, "Why is this service so good?" And it was just what I grew up with. When you went to a drive-through, I remember coming to Louisiana for the first time, being like, "This is not a drive-through." Oh, good. Our shit is fucked. This is a fucking mess. Our shit is fucked. But the point is, it, the the thing you can look at again and again is these states that pay people a, a livable <clears throat> wage have actual employees. So if you give people basically indentured servitude in the modern era where 725 ain't going to get you your toy allowance for a month, then you're going to get these kind of people. Like the only people who are going to take the jobs are people yeah, who don't, you know, I'm, I'm, maybe they're, they're, they're on drugs. Like a lot of the people who end up in these minimum wage. We say um, it all the time. The, the, that, the direct parish that we hail from, where we grew up in, where we live in right highest now. Highest taxes. Highest taxes in the state. Yeah. Highest taxes out of where? Joe, tell me. Okay, so Allen Parish has the highest tax. Okay, so <laughs> before that, Louisiana is the highest tax state in the country. And Allen Parish as a whole is the highest tax parish in the state of Louisiana. So you put that in retrospect. Allen Parish is the highest taxed county is what county technically in the United States. We don't fu- say that C word. Uh, in the fucking country. <laughs> yeah. In the country. Mm. And then you look at Oakdale. Shout out Oakdale where we hail from this great podcast. Shout out just everybody from this shitty ass town sometimes, but because we really do make fucking sh- shit water into wine around this motherfucker. We really do. But what the fuck we doing? They imbe- Someone, this lady <laughs> that was working in the front office embezzled almost a million dollars. And it's gone. Because she died. It's gone. i tell you what. Them and they can't are, touch them. The police are working hard to make up for that money right now. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's that, was, not... that was the other thing, actually, coming from New York. I apologize cutting you off, is that the first time I drove to my ex-wife's house, I was coming from Monroe to uh, Pineville. Shout out Bauckhamville. Oh, fuck Bauckhamville. <laughs> so I'm driving, and 
where I'm from, you drive down, we call them highways, y'all call them interstates. <laughs> we got both here. You drive, Hold on. You drive down the interstates, agreed upon, it's like 65, 60, 55, sometimes you got to speed down to 55, whatever, and I got pulled over on the way to Thanksgiving dinner because there was a stop where it went from 65 to 45, and there was not a building in sight. There was no reason for that slowdown. There was no danger to anyone around me. So my natural driving instincts were like, oh, this doesn't make sense. I'm just going to keep driving. And then they get you. So those things are literally created in this state to suck income from hardworking people just because they made an arbitrary speed, like 20 miles per hour while you're driving 65. is not an easy decrease of speed. Check this out. So I've been, I've been to like, I don't know, maybe like 15, 20 different states. I have never seen... Even on like major highways, even in Texas, and you know, things go hard in Texas, right? Still to this day, you can go to a lot of small town areas in Louisiana. Highways, not interstate, just highways. We call them highways. Yeah, if we call them roads. Because <laughs> <laughs> most people are, you know, on. Anyway, there will be signs. <clears throat> Before you get into the town, like, beware, speed trap. This is sponsored by Kite Brothers, <laughs> who build mobile homes. You know what I'm saying? So like, now you're fighting the government to stop trying to steal money no, from no, you through But it's completely businesses. legal to, to like, to hey, I, I can go pay for a billboard right now and say whatever the fuck I want without mm-hmm. it being, you know, with well, me, yeah, certain in the criteria. Yeah, reasonable you know? means break down life I think people are aggressively and frequently misinformed about what life is because when I came up it was you can do anything you gotta go to college you gotta get smart and you can do anything life don't give a shit about you or those you love life is hard life is a bunch of gristle that you're chewing on until the day you die and I think at some point there needs to be a message you know, whether it's gov- governmental, ideological, that just acknowledges the fact that existence is not inherently for us to be okay. Existence is not inherently for us to be happy. That whole we get to be happy thing was constructed from a country that was doing really well after World War II and was having a bunch of suburbs and, you know, easy credit and all that. And everyone, not everyone, of course, but that it is this large ideological idea that if you tried hard and, you know, you follow the rules, that eventually you could be happy and that's what was important about life. And I think there needs to be a shift in the coming century that just acknowledges that life is not about you being happy. Life is not about things being fair. Life is a difficult route for anyone to go down with consciousness. And it's all about you trying to build up yourself and the people that you are around and care about every day and to protect that above all costs uh i got a little bit of a shout out to do uh shout out to good earth records down always so uh dj doug man he came through uh uh sent him some money and he sent me two fucking uh records and they're all instrumental records and uh the first record was L uh L E S Deuce the Stone One. I'm the Stone One right now. 
So that's like a cage. It was like a Cajun waltz, but a reconstructed version of that from like a band from uh, New York on the east side. Okay. Okay. And uh, to be completely honest with you. Crazy, huh? It was a little intense for me. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate that, though, you know, because I ordered that and he was like, hey, Joe, uh, what records do you want? He said, what do you want? I was, and then in my head, I was like, man, I could tell him all, like, old classic rock. You need something you don't know. And and then that's where I'm getting at. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I was like, just send me whatever. He's like, anything? I was like, yeah, just find something, send it to me. I don't care. Here's my money. So I waited. Hopefully it's not the records that he was looking to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but. Uh, I'm just kidding. So I uh, got that one, and then he sent the history of rock instrumentals. And it had like uh, some weird, oh, just like straight weird instrumentals, but like some of the like popular theme fucking, but it was no lyrics to it. It was just like the instrumentals of it. And I, I dug that one way more than I dug the Cajun like waltz music things. That was weird, but. Uh, <coughs> but I went to Walmart and got the def, the best of the Def Leppard on fucking on vinyl, which is I know is a slap in the face to record store owners because I could have got that, but I needed some lyrics, man, because <laughs> both of them albums were just fucking. I've run into that problem with Amazon before, which I've always tried to avoid because um, they're you know abusive. Towards their workers, you can. Oh, they got robots <laughs> now. There's cyborgs in there, fucking running Bebop the show, dude. Bebop, they, yeah. Bebop they got the food. they got the highest turnover rate of any company that's so successful is because they just hire people, they use them up Fuck like an Jeff asset, Bezos. and then they toss them to the side. But <laughs> I mean, it's impossible at certain points. I've got my family in New York that I need to send Christmas gifts out to. I'm trying to buy also at the same time Christmas gifts for people here. It's the one time a year, and I know it's abusive to the people who work in those fucking factories that are trying to sort out Christmas gifts, but it's too convenient at that point where I bundle up my Christmas gifts on Amazon. But like you're saying, you know, <laughs> and if you if you can find a way to, to work around these corporate entities to give the money to the people who start businesses, to run smaller businesses, then absolutely do, do your part. Take an extra 30 seconds to... If you look up the product on Amazon and they have a company name... Go search that company name in your web browser and try to see if you can buy it from them directly. You know, and I like what you're bringing up right now because that's pretty cool, Marshall, because uh, recently uh, in December, shout out the Krampus cleanup crew and uh, Fed the Void and all that nice jazz, but free community service. You know, we uh, went out and just picked up trash on the side of the fucking road for hours, you know, Tires, dead, you know, picking up beer cans out of dead uh, deer carcasses. <laughs> and uh, I got, shout out, uh, Krampus, a uh, little Dutch, du- what do you call it? Uh, Dutch Hound. Dutch Hound. Little miniature weenie dog that we found Dotson. in the ditch. Dotson. Yeah, that. And, uh, but doing community service. It, it feels was, good because it, you're, it, you're you're will, you're willing to do it, man. Like you're choosing to do something out of the niceness of your fucking heart. I mean, not obligated by the courts, but doing it freely <laughs> is a different feeling, you know. <laughs> we talked about this. We've been there, man. You know, but at the same time, I never I never minded 
doing community service because I had to. I always did a good fucking job. I've always picked up more than everyone else because I gave a fuck about doing it. It's good etiquette, you know? You have a fuck. The amount of trash, though. You know what I'm saying? Just the amount of how much people... No, trash down here is bad, bro. Dude, I, I, I spent five and a half hours in my kayak today fishing. Didn't catch a goddamn thing. The amount of trash I saw and picked up Whatever I could was, in, was it's fucking unfathomable, man. These are fucking waterways. You can't even enjoy the great outdoors without seeing a fucking tire or a fucking beer bottle. And the sad part is, you go to Texas or Arkansas, they will beat you up in the streets. You don't mess with for Texas. dropping a wrap of gum. You don't mess with Texas, man. It's just, there's no respect. It you. Everything's full circle. Life is what we make it. And we have to make it a great thing because if it's not a great thing, it it's always easy to do a bad thing than to do a great thing. My thing is with doing the voluntary uh, community services, a lot of the backbone right now of this country is putting in hours that are not adherent to you taking free time to do better for others. Most of our free time that we have is just committed to taking care of our families, taking care of our own mental health. Like as a, as a restaurant manager, I work 55 hours a week for my, uh, my check. So, you know, that, that breaks down to 11 hours a day. My off days are not consistent and just, yes, I absolutely could step up and take the time to get out there and be part of my community. But, most of the days when I get home from work, I'm not taking care of my own family. I'm just trying to take care of myself. I'm just I'm coming off of this shift of 11 hours with no breaks and just sitting in my chair and cracking a beer to try and just disassociate for a second and get away from my work life. And so once I actually get days off, all my energy is to try and take care of the, the two boys that are in my life and to take care of my girlfriend. So this all comes back to trying to find a way for us to not be, you know, uh, so committed to our work lives that we're not able to take care of the country that we live in. But also, Bubba, you gotta realize, man, at the end of the day, it's your head on your pillow, baby. You you gotta take care of you. Well, and I sleep real well taking care of myself those two days off, but I do wish I could do more in my community. I do wish I could step out, but I'm just, I'm tired. I'm a human being, you know? I've worked a lot of hours, and I just want to take care of the people. I only have energy to take care of what's right in front of me someone once told me is when you're tired is when you get the best energy out of you actually yeah now I know that sounds crazy but if I sit here as a 32 year old man (laughs) four kids (laughs) you know full time job labor labor intensive job and uh, I think if you can surround yourself with the right people, you can produce anything. Anything is possible. And I give the greatest shout out in the world, China. I love her so much because she helps me do that, you know, where I, I want to, like, do the Krampus cleanup. She's like, I got the kids, you know. We're, you know, we're going to do that together. And. Everything can be achieved. You just got to find the right people to help you achieve it, you know. And it don't have to be, 
I go out every weekend and feed the homeless or do this and do that. Go to, like me. We went to Buddy's today. After shopping in Walmart for like fucking an hour, you know how going into uh, Marshall might not know this, but like going. What does Jacob, that mean? What does Jake, that mean? Jacob and Koba. Have y'all went in the Oakdale Walmart and not ran into someone that wants to fucking talk to you? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Someone that wants to hold you up. He don't even like going to Walmart with me. Yeah, exactly. So, we went to Walmart. Strongly suggest against shopping at Walmart, by the way, which your community doesn't have a way to go around that, but if you do. Yeah. So, went to Walmart, got the stuff that's necessarily cheaper, like the uh, soaps, the laundry soap, and stuff like that. So, we went meat shopping at Buddy's. And uh, the dude that, because it was like 10 o'clock, so it's like some like dude that's like 19, fresh out of high school or whatever. This dude was having a hard time or whatever. And I saw that because we get our meat from buddies. I like shopping a little bit local. I can fuck with Isaiah or whatever. But Is they still up there? Yeah. Word. All right. So uh, dude was struggling, and I was like, you know what? This is why exactly why I come here. And I was like, hey, man, it's going to be all right. I hope you have a good day. And I gave him $10. And you they swear. They never made $10 tips. You, I worked there. I was there. No one I ever gave me $10 tip, you know. but I got a $10 tip, like, maybe, like, once a month. But That's it's, shit, you know it's the process. I'm part of the process to make it simply a little better. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Hey, if you don't do it, who's going to do it? Which, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, talking about like he he was having a bad time with like <laughs> a little buggy of groceries, but it was still the I've been there. I was a, a buddy's bag boy, and I never got tipped more than like two dollars. The worst was when they gave you the fucking change. Mm-hmm. It was just like twenty seven cents or some shit, which is like you know two dimes well as, as, <laughs> as someone who's been in the restaurant industry since I was 16 so it's 17 years now so longer have I been alive in the restaurant industry than I've been alive on this planet it's planet a scene. lot of those people depend upon it's not the system they chose it's just the the area they work in a lot of countries don't do it how we do it but a lot of their income depends upon your tip yeah I tip and if you have gotten good service, listen, I've had bad service, and I struggle not to give good tips still. Listen, if you get bad service, that's on them. They could not take care of you. If you get good service, the difference between, let's say, a $40 uh, bill, $8 is 20%. That's a good tip, right? 20% is a good tip. The difference between that $8 you're going to give them and that $15 you're going to give them is going to make all the world a difference to them. And at the end of the day, it's not going to make a difference to your pocketbook, I promise you, if you're already out to eat. Yeah. Make that extra effort because these people are not getting paid by by their employers, and if they're taking good care of you, especially, just show them that gratitude. I think whenever I started waiting tables, I was like, uh, it was whenever I moved back from Monroe, so I had to be at least twenty, twenty to twenty two. I was waiting tables, and I was getting paid like, I think like. Four twenty-three an hour. Three twenty-five is the minimum right now. This was like two thousand eleven, two thousand ten, shit like that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't get paid shit, dude. But the etiquette. People actually came there because they knew they would get good service. Yeah, 
Those and are regulars. Exactly. That's where you make the shit at, man. Well, and also, people don't know um, a lot of... So, even 325, we can all agree, is not a livable wage at the end of the day. Fuck but, no. Um, people don't realize they actually don't even see that. So, that 325 never is actually deposited. Any good server, you could talk to them when they get their quote-unquote deposit. It's zero dollars or... Y'all share tips? Five dollars. No, the problem is is that don't the, share tips. the government has... Essentially, assessed that because you could technically make fifteen dollars an hour through tips, that they are going to take your tip money out of your wage money because that's above the state minimum. So, state minimum seven twenty five. If your tips show that you made above seven twenty five an hour, they will take that money out of the three twenty five that you make per hour. So, not only is your server getting paid below minimum wage, they're not even seeing that money. So just remind yourself, you're literally paying those people wages when you walk in that building. That's heartbreaking. It's every That's, good server I know doesn't get a single dollar deposited into their check. It's all through tips. That's tough. Oh, especially nowadays. <laughs> Nothing's like it used to be fucking ten years ago. Fifteen years ago. Twenty years ago. Whenever we've we're all in the same age bracket. <laughs> Fuck. I think everybody at the table is on the same age bracket. You know what I'm saying? Dude, well, what we were getting paid is literally, I mean, everything goes up, everything fluctuates. You know, there's the ups and downs, yeah? Just, you, you can't, I, I would not know what to do with myself. Well, I know what I would do with myself because I'm me. I would, I would succeed, <laughs> you know, but you're giving the the listeners ultimatums about you. Yeah, you're gonna work shit jobs. Yeah, yeah you, go. you gotta learn somewhere, right? You're gonna work shit jobs, but put more on yourself. Take care of business. Do your best. You're gonna fucking go places, but take in what's around you. And go somewhere else with more because that's the only way you're gonna fucking get anywhere. You'd be surprised. I mean, you got a little shit job, you're doing insignificant work, but you're giving it a hundred percent. Five years from now, the people that seen you at that job, hey, I know you're a hard worker. You can do it. We have this opportunity for you. And the ones that are just shit. Is like, because I've been a supervisor, and I just, I, you look at them, and you're like, yeah, I know you're going to do a bad job. But the ones that do a great job, a year later, you'll be like, hey, come with me. Here's an opportunity. And I've made people lieutenants mm-hmm. that the higher staff above me overlook. they like, who do, who do you think would do a great job? And then that's where, hey, this person busts their ass. I'm going to put in a good word for Good them. etiquette. Because they give a shit. Yeah, I worked my way up with my good work, and I see the next person under me yeah. busting their ass, and then I lift them up. So if you're just a horrible worker and you're just, oh, I'm here, what the fuck else you want from me? You ain't going to make it nowhere. Well, that's what I was going back to saying, like, motherfuckers showing up to a job just for the paycheck. Mm-hmm. That that's integrity, that, that, that want, they're going to take you above and beyond. It really does. And I and I will say, I, I get this back after my mom growing up. Shout out Miss Pam. You better shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. 
Kobayashi's mom <laughs> has got it going on. She She's all I want and I need it so long. Kobay, can't you see? Pam is all I need. I'm going to show my mom this podcast and you're going to go home wrong. All right, anyway. I get to make her my mom. She's always like, you're going to fucking pay your bills and do what you have to. And like, you're not going to have more the next day or the day after that. You're going to fucking put in what you got to do. And you're going to have more a couple years from now. Which actually, I got like a two-part story uh, building off of what Jake was talking about because my restaurant recently closed despite a record setting 2021 because of the the, the people who were priorly in charge. They just shut that shit down on us. So that to me was an example of you can work as hard as you want, but corporate you know greed is going to go one way. But the other thing is, I, you know, I did a lot of uh, job interviews after that. And every time I was at a job interview and I felt like they were into me, the end of the job interview, they always ask me, do you have any questions? Do you have any points? Blah, blah. I had a list of people. I said, this guy's currently out of work. This guy's currently out of work. This woman's the best bartender I ever worked with. This person is exactly yeah. like you're talking about. You make that imprint on people, yeah. and they're going to extend that. I'm Every single job interview I had, even if I knew I didn't want that job, I took a lot of interviews just because it's responsible, you know. Um, to extend um, and I decided on one early in the process but I kept taking interviews and hopefully somebody got a job off of me at the end of that it's like, your family dude yeah I mean you see these people as much as you do your family yeah but that's your family but who's gonna do that yeah. well I have an interesting um, it's kind of off topic but it's it's with the, the job loss interesting proposal for you gentlemen so they shut the store down I come in Monday um it was the it was the first quarter of the new year, so you know you break it into whatever. Twenty twenty one had just gone yeah. away. Yee-hee. So, uh, based on my contract, I was owed eighteen hundred dollars in work performance bonus from twenty twenty one. I come in the Monday, I believe it was the twelfth of uh, of quarter one of twenty twenty two. They inform me I'm starting the shore down, but they offer me a week's salary to stay on and to pull chairs and tables out and detail that restaurant that they had just closed on me and convenience for them, essentially, to move all the products out of there. Fuck them. Okay. So That's now, what no, I would have said. Man, fuck you. Because regardless, they would so, get someone else so, to do it so anyway. Th- they would. They fucked you. So the job, your, yeah. your job, yeah. your livelihood oh, hey. is down. You're but a, for, for, the end of, for the end of this, can you make sure, because we know that you can make this shit happen. Yeah. Make sure well, it's an orderly no. transition and then, hey, fuck you, so no what job. It, what it comes down to is he's about to go above and beyond. You should have said double well, time and per diem. And essentially, the, the <laughs> store the store is not taking income as of that day, but they're extending me an offer that says we will continue to pay your salary mm-hmm. despite lack of income for a week, which, unfortunately for my employees, was not being extended to them. All they were getting was $10 an hour. Um, and I will not name names because part of my uh, severance pay that I will not is give, hard nowadays, give details. Ten dollars is hard as fuck. But the nowadays. and yeah, movers would get what twenty five, uh, twenty six an hour, I'm something like that. Twenty five dollars paycheck to paycheck, right? Something like that. Um, but so I, I I did the work the first day just because I'm like you know what the responsible thing is to do despite all my my emotions about it is to take this next paycheck to get it to move on explore concepts and I went out with the team that night and we had drinks 
I'm just listening to all these people whose life has been upended. And I just couldn't sleep that night. I maybe got three hours of sleep that night but despite being very know, drunk. Right? Because I was just like, this is all wrong. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's wrong. we did a good job and they're shutting us down and we're helping them to empty this place out. Went back into work uh, the next day, and I handed my superior, superior, who was there, the keys, and I said, listen, I'm going to move on to my next thing. I know if I work for you nine to five for these ne- this next week, I'm not going to have the energy to pursue other jobs. I think it's time for me to depart and pursue other jobs. I was in, Fuck! I was in... Fuck, form, Marshall! I was informed Fuck! later that day that I would not be uh, eligible for my bonus that I had earned in 2021 because I was no longer on the payroll. Oh, no, you hurt their feelings. Their feelings are hurt, boy. Like, oh, they depend on you and you, and you alone for that job? Oh, Marshall, you always did a great job. You could do more great jobs for me if I pay you, if I continue to pay you. So the question right? is, looking back, was it worth $1,800 to make the choice to walk away from what I felt was not a good situation? Was that the right choice to make? Uh, if we all do it, you gotta do it. Man, fuck y'all. I ain't doing that. Because nah, I'm missing, bitch. I'm missing eighteen hundred in my bank account don't right now me. that I would have gotten okay. had I just stayed on. And I mean, it wasn't a tough job. My job's tougher yeah. than moving chairs. I see. If you'd have helped them out, it would have benefited you in the long run. Correct. Well, it's you felt taken advantage of. Yes. It oh, it's the worst. That's why I had made so much of a career leap because I had. M- both the jobs I've had, I'm not gonna name, but to those who know me personally, I've gone. As, I, I know I, you personally. I've gone as far as I could go, and I wasn't acknowledged for it. I was like, "Oh, hey, you can keep doing what you're doing because you do it good, and also it's a convenience for me." Where's my integrity? Integrity Farms is not there. No. That's that labor industry code I talking about because I, I, I go through that. I work in one of the... You make my job easier, so... Worst appreciation jobs. Hey, you were Robert. And yeah. to me, to me, at the end of the day, it wasn't even hey, about... Hey, you tell Kobai, the next time you see that piece <laughs> of shit, you tell him that Kobai says. Actually, tell him this, please. Kobai says, and all you do is lift your middle finger up real slowly. Hey, Kobai says, <laughs> if you if, just do that for me. I got you. Right, yeah, but me being that it wasn't even about appreciation, I guess it was it's, yeah, financial appreciation. I was already owed that money for 2021. Why does what happens in 2022 have any effect on the money you owe me? Um, but it was also, if I, if I kept showing up there, I went out with those employees that night, and I heard the distress that this was causing them, and I heard them trying to get their lives together. And if I kept showing up and towing the company line, as someone who has led them for over a year and a half, what's the message they're getting? We're doing the right thing. Marshall's here. He's working hard. Alongside us, we're doing the right thing. But what is the message when I show up and I hand that motherfucker my keys and I walk away? So, oh. whoa, what, what would Marshall just do? I've never seen him do something like that. See, that's where yeah, you, but are that's you liberating, dude. Are that you fucking, helping the big guy or the small guy? Exactly. It's my, my thought is, and I, I would hope, listen, I ain't the best restaurant manager that ever existed. I'll promise you, I got a bunch of faults, and I've been working on my leadership ever since I was given the leadership position, which to any listener who's about to get a leadership position has never been in it, get ready. 
because it's a completely different bag from being a great employee. You could be a great employee and be an absolute piece of shit leader. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. But my, I think the reason I have gotten as far as I have is because my number one thought is always to the people that I tell what to do, the people who I give directives, the people that I'm in charge of when things go wrong and when things go right. What's affecting them? What is making their day work and what is not making their day work? And that's what got in my thinking and handing him my keys and walking away. And maybe they had to pull three more chairs. You know, I wasn't technically being part of the team. I walked away from the team. But I felt that the message I was giving was more important than lugging a few chairs to them to say, this is wrong, you guys need to walk away. And honestly, if you're in a leadership position and you have people under you and you can't stand up to people above you from mm-hmm. the smaller guy, you don't need to be a leader. Yep. You don't need to be a leader if you can't help them help them up with you. And that goes, and Doug going also, a bunch of hand-in-hand shit, man, to those who just work just to work to get some money out of it. Whenever they fuck up, guess who it falls on? Oh, yeah. Their yeah. foreman, their supervisor, their superintendent, their leader. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You can have fucking 12 guys underneath you. But guess what? You got guys underneath you. Everything falls on you. Everything's your responsibility. Why that happened? You're responsible yeah. but for see, it. You also have to take into the fact that the people above you have your crew plus your 12 plus three other mm-hmm. crews yeah. and yeah. their 12. So you got to yeah. kind of understand it from the lower position and the upper position. That's where yeah, I tried right. not to take it super offensively to my superior superior when he told us about the store closing. But I remember him handing, me handing him my keys and him keep trying to say, listen, this isn't bad. We're trying to help you out. We're trying to give you this opportunity. We're extending your salary. And he, you know, when you get to a certain level, you're so focused on positive thinking that you're completely shelled into the actual negativity of what's happening. And that was part of why I did it was to just, and we had a bit of a falling out after three years of working together. We had never had a problem before. Was me saying to him, this isn't good. I said, I worked hard for this company. We turned around 2021, and your superiors, and I'm not blaming this on you, but your superiors said, we're going to cut rug, and all y'all are out of a job. Mm-hmm. So I get that you're trying to help us, but you buying Chinese for everybody and, ex- <laughs> and extending some sort of salary to them to be your movers is not positive. This is not okay. Nothing here is good. Well, at least you know they were in good standings with you at the time because instead of buying you Pizza Hut and giving you all food poisoning, they gave you Chinese food. (laughs) My biggest thing now is if the young people that come in, they come in, they come to like work and they're like, oh, I'm making good money. I'm like, hey, man, you need to go to school. (laughs) Like, go to college. Look, oh, oh, I got to do this. Look, fuck all that, dude. You can... Go to school for four hours a, after a court. Go, go yeah. do something. This is money does not. It looks great, but you want to do better. You want to be able to be your own boss one day. You want to be able to do your own thing. And I if think not that, be your own boss, dude. Do do what you can and get paid substantially for it. Be good at it, but also look at a fucking. You know, a 50-hour week, like, it ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'd be interested, Jake, if you, you were kind of talking from a background in which you understood leadership. What was your... Uh... 
experience with it. I mean, since I started working, I started 16 years old McDonald's. I became a crew trainer. Then I went up to Popeye's and became the uh, second in charge of Popeye's. Went to Walmart department manager. I went, um, I, ain't, I don't want to name my job, because, but I went from just a basic worker, and in three months I worked my way through shift sergeant, um, lieutenant, up to captain. I mean, real quick. So, I mean, everything I've ever done I push myself to, you know, move up. Why be at the bottom when you have the capabilities to lead and be higher up? Like, why limit yourself on that? Well, I think it's an interesting breakdown because, like, a lot of... I mean, it's been around before TikTok and uh, Facebook and everything. There's always a sentiment of, fuck my boss, you know, he doesn't understand. Yeah. He's on a different path than I am, and he doesn't have the same incentives I do. Yeah, but So what would you say to the people... You know, a lot of that popular culture that feels like the people in leadership are of a different breed to try to make them understand that we're not a different breed. We just, we got to a position you're not in and have different responsibilities. I mean, it's, it's a big difference between, all right, I'm going to work. I have a boss above me. I have to do this one certain job. Okay, so I got to go in there. I've got to concentrate on one thing, make so you sure get paid something. Well? You're getting paid decent. Decent. All right. You're making a livable wage. So you go to work. Okay. I'm in control of this area of my job for 12 hours. I make sure everything runs smooth. And now you got your friends next door, and they have their own little spot. They're controlling that. And then, you know, two, three, four, five, up to 20 people. They all got their one spot. And now you got one guy. One guy who's leading the whole shift. I have to watch 20 people do their job. If one person does their job wrong out of 20 people, I'm responsible for that. Yeah. So I got to yep. write a report. I got to do this. I got to, you know, one person out of 20 messes up. It's on me. Whenever you're sitting at your spot for 12 hours, it's up to you to decide, am I going to do the right thing, the wrong thing, how my night's going to go? You're in complete control at the bottom. But that's the ladder, though, right? Between excelling yourself to be the superior versus having a decent job as, like, not just a hand or a right. laborer. So is it is it better to excel, take responsibility, and to manage than to be comfortable yeah. Okay, so let's put it, like, be honest. Say you're at the bottom of the totem pole. You have the least responsibility. Yeah. You're making $20 an hour. Yeah. You're doing good. Yeah. One. Well, that's decent. Really decent. Decent. One rug up the ladder. You go from $20 to $21 Oh, hour. shit. But so, your responsibility is So are, now you're making yeah, your $80 more than everybody else. But you're stressed all the time. You're getting calls from the uppers. You could work one day of overtime and make three times as much as you right. make in a right. week, making that one dollar more. But you still but responsibility yeah. overlays. But it is it in your mind? Would I rather be the driving force behind this company to push it to be better, or do I just want to chill and see what 
Whatever they're going to do at the top of the list. Yeah, but the person that you are is what you're about. Well, it gets into two parts of leadership, which I think is an interesting discussion that we're, we're diving into um, that I've personally experienced and changed my life completely to where I never wanted kids to where now I've essentially stepdad to two wonderful young boys. Um, and it, I don't think if I had gone through my management experience in the workforce, I would be able to handle being a parent. Um and one of those issues is that you could be a leader, but you're the last to show up to the crime scene, per se. Yep. So everyone looks at you to be like, you got to do the right thing. Go do this. And the people that be hollering at you could absolutely be in the wrong. <laughs> so my advice... Yeah, you, de- you definitely have you definitely been around kids. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the loudest ones the are usually the world. ones that are in fault the most. <laughs> now you have some basis, since we're talking about with the records people, you have some basis interacting with people to be like, I'm very suspicious that this is the fuck up and this is not the fuck up. <laughs> See, all my time as a leadership, I treat my kid the same way. So he made his first D. He's in first grade. My boy's in first grade. Made his first D. Mm-hmm. And so the wife was like, talk to your son because he's upset. He can't handle it. I can't handle it. Talk to your son. (laughs) So I go in the living room and I'm standing there and I'm like, so what did you do wrong? And you put it all on him. I didn't do nothing wrong. What'd you do wrong? Oh, I I talked back to the teacher. Well, why did you talk back to the teacher? And it was, I was being bad. Well, why was you being bad? Mm-hmm. I just wasn't having a good day. Why wasn't you having a good day? And all of a sudden, it comes out. Yeah. What happened? And it gets a lot deeper the because the people. <laughs> <laughs> the this, this is the first 48. Actually, I was going to bring that up. So keep That's going. The police, I got a point of And I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, so you had a bad day at school, which you was bad to your teachers. You had a bad grade. I don't even you know, do you deserve a whipping right now? No, I don't deserve a whipping. Okay, so you, All right, you, you, don't, you don't need a whipping. You need punishment. No, I don't need punishment. I'm like, well, look, you did bad in school. You had a bad day. What do you deserve? Oh, he said, I need another chance. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. That's a motherfucker. So I'm not going to whip you. I'm not going to grind you. I'm going to give you another chance. If that's what you want, that's what you feel you deserve, hey, two straight days at school, happy, come home, go lucky, great days, listen to teachers, listen to everything, but it gets down to the point where if you don't listen to them people, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on. Exactly. Okay, so you fucked up. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're wrong, don't do it again, you're a horrible kid, bad at school. No, get to the root cause of the problem. And that goes back to the point where my son does great in school all the time. So in my mind, his reputation is solid. So when he has a bad day, a bad grade, there's an underlying cause of that. Dude, but you see that in him too. Yeah. Like so, it, it reflects, like he reflects it. Yeah. So if he's a hard worker at school, you know, 29 days out of 30 in a month and then he has one bad day, right? he has the reputation, hey, he's a good worker, hard worker. What's going on? Let me hit it back to you, though, because we talk about leadership, how it extends to like having children. So when you're a leader, you got... So personally, I had, I want to say, upwards of 16 servers, mm-hmm. three bartenders, that's 10, of, 10 kitchen people, workers. Man. Can you keep track of every one of those kids and what they're doing, what was good and what was bad? You can't. You just... It's a lot. You can't, but what... Did, my thing would be, what did he do 
different than a lot of managers that you would meet to assess the situation. That Caring be, about the individual. No, he walked up on the situation and he separated from the situation and he sat down and he talked to that person and he listened to that person. Yeah. My number one thing with new leaders, because it's really tough to get out there and be in charge of people, is to, no matter how heated you are in the mid, like the moment, you could see it happen in the moment. You know you're right and you want to make an example of that person in front of the staff. Mm. Stop what you're doing, yeah, stop. tell them to come to the office, make them follow to the office, and then hash it out. And if you want to talk to those people you thought you would inspire by calling them out in front of them, take all of them back to the office. Take the time to sit down with people in a private environment and hear them out. Because I've had some shit employees who I sat down in a private environment and I realized it was just like, they stressed up. They felt unappreciated, they felt underpaid, yeah. and they were aggravated. And I said, okay. If you perform for the next two next two weeks on my shifts and you show you're going to be a good employee, I'm going to give you a raise. And that was the only thing that needed no, no, to happen. No, no. Drink it, drink it, drink it. It's, <laughs> it's that, got cognac in yeah, it. Yeah, that's cognac. Okay, okay. <laughs> Look. David Jake. <laughs> I need to write a one. This, we're, we're stumbling on something that is great right now because, okay, what y'all are talking about right now is life? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Industry? Yes, it is life. It's industry, but <laughs> what what the basis is like leadership and what y'all are talking. Yeah, I wish the way Jacob sat down with his son, I do that shit with my kids. And the way you're talking about running a restaurant, leading people, has helped you develop an idea lot of people and you're using it with being kids yeah, yeah being a parent it's a and business, I do it man. I do it with my kids and it's a great thing you know because growing up like a lot of people don't like bringing it up don't want to talk about like the badness of like their parents and shit like that but like feelings, emotions, and uh, things that made you tick or what was going on, it was thrown to the side because of what they had going on a lot of times mm-hmm. in my life, you know. And I don't know about everybody else's, but it was more... Kids it, absorb a lot of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like... Uh, sponges. I feel like the way that, like parenting is going now, like we're actually in the right avenue now. Like... Where we want to be involved. We want to know what's going on. Hey, how was school? Dude, and, I mean, I'm not dashing anybody that had, like, parents that did shit like that. But growing up, it was like you're thrown to the side. You know, they're working. Mm-hmm. They got their thing. After work, they got their things going on. Well, parents you you make own. good grades. You don't get in trouble in school. Leave me alone. You know, and you're thrown mm-hmm. to the side. But now, you know... We're more open with our children. Well, now you know what it's like to be a parent. Yeah. I, you gotta, trust you gotta, me. I've been yeah, a parent gotta, for like take the last care of, 12 years. you got to take care of everything. Yeah. yeah. But but it's, it's a great sense, though. Like, being the leader and making shit tick well, is a great fucking it, thing. It ties back to leadership and the thing that a lot of people have to realize 
Um, my mother has never been a leader in any position. She's been very, she's worked in insurance for a long time. She's been a great insurance person. My dad has been, he's now a VP of sales, whatever um, environmental company he works at. And so I could feel that when I was a kid. I could feel my dad was the one that had to establish the rules and everything like that. Man, there's a lot of people out there who couldn't handle leadership roles in the workforce that are popping out kids. Mm. Oh, it's majority, man. I, it really is because it's majority. when you work at a place, not only are there 20 workers to every leader, but there's also 20 workers with a leader who couldn't cut it. So there's very few places. You can't talk to people how you want to talk to people. Not, not not meaning not meaning like oh you know overtone nothing like that yeah. but like actually you, you can't they can't take criticism yeah uh, just like just talking to them outright living not even livingly uh, it's a bad uh, just just talking to somebody yeah. you can't do it because guess what that person is gonna be offended by what you have to say but there's like a what five percent ten percent chance that someone is gonna be like take corrective criticism. And own it, and live up to it, and mm-hmm. use it, utilize. Well, that's the thing that came off his story, which I would absolutely back. Is that a big part of leadership is keeping your fucking ears open? Fuck yeah! yeah. Look, listen. You yes. have to listen, because the people who project authority, the people who go out there and try and make flexes like that, they never take the time to realize what's happening. Which I have to plug Audit the Audit. It's a YouTube channel that assesses. Uh, filmed interactions with police and um, the the citizens. And some of the videos are the citizens not understanding their rights, but a lot of the videos are the police getting upset because their authority is not being listened to mm-hmm. and then overstepping their boundaries of authority because trying to make a show of authority. So instead of assessing the situation, listening, cl- uh, gathering information from the people on the scene, they take as soon as you bust those cuffs out, that goes from a detainment to an arrest and you yeah. need to you need to back up why you made an arrest so if a cop gets worked up by somebody not listening to them and busts out those cuffs now they're responsible for that arrest and need to justify it that's where you see people spinning the wheels you see a lot of this distrust why? With, well, yeah. a lot of this distrust with the police force is people who busted those cuffs open too early and try to justify their actions so I've seen people go into my job and they're Balls to the wall. They're the hardcore motherfucker. You do anything out of line, you answer me. But is it by the book? Or is it excessive? It's still ain't gonna work. It's kind of excessive. So you go to work, and you're working with this motherfucker that just walks in there and just, he's, this is my house. Fuck all y'all. Y'all doing what I'm saying. And they have the hardest day. Respect. Yeah, and you're working with them, and you're just like, you got your head down, and you're like, man... This is my coworker. I have to support him, but I don't agree with what he's saying. And it's just your day is so much harder because he's mm-hmm. in there throwing his weight. This is what's going to get done. I'm the manager. I'm the boss. This and everyone's going to come to you. And everybody's resisting him. And then you have the days where you're cool, calm, and collected. You listen to everybody, everybody's problems. This is what's going on. This is, you know, and it's, you're not. Can you get yourself. that motherfucker off your line, yeah. though? Yeah, you can by talking. Get that motherfucker You don't have to off scream line, at somebody. Dude. You don't have to scream at somebody to earn respect. You have to listen to them. Listen. Well, and yeah. that's um, in one restaurant I worked at in the past. I was actually, you know, 
people felt they could take advantage of me, but what I was actually doing was, you know, getting part of the, the restaurant unit mm-hmm. so everyone comes to me with information. And everyone thought I was the friendly guy, kind of the pushover guy. But then they started to learn over that year, man, it's a lot of times when you sit down with Marshall you get fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Like if I if I'm outside of work and I call you to a booth and I need to have a discussion, yeah. you're probably out the door. But that was because I had listened to the people beneath me. I had seen people who were fucking up and making my employees' lives harder, their coworkers' lives harder, my yeah. fellow managers' lives harder. And but then I was like, "Give me one excuse," because really we're in a no fault state. You can fire somebody for anything. It's not hard to run a shift. It's not hard. I would contend that. But you work in corrections. How many years? Oh, I've been close to eight years total. Too many. Joe, you worked correction for how many years? <laughs> what, three? <laughs> yeah, I worked that yeah, but, shit for but three years. You, you get to understand that same respect mentality. You have to give respect sometimes mm-hmm. to get that motherfucker, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You can't just go in acting a hard ass and mm-hmm. expect everybody to understand your person, your personality. Yeah. No, you have to like, hey man, do what you do, do what you gotta do, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. We got out of here yeah. tomorrow. Tomorrow the same day. And see, the thing about corrections is completely <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole story you're, you're you about to tell. back me up because I can kick someone out of my restaurant. Yeah. You can't kick okay. someone out of your prison. No, so, fuck no. <laughs> so in corrections, you not only have a shift of sixty people running, you no longer have free people under you. Looking up to you, you have 1,300 inmates Mm -hmm. who know you're the boss. The inmates expect you to keep the officers in line. Mm -hmm. The officers expect you to keep the inmates in line. Because people think inmates don't have rights, but they got a bunch of rights. Yes, they do. They got more rights than us. I've always said the inmates have more rights than officers, so you better think twice. People are so bad people. We're all sitting at the table now. <laughs> but people fuck up. <laughs> we're, we're decent people all sitting at this table now. Allegedly. 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 Besides, you know, some gambling Thank problems you. and Thank stuff. You everyone. So we're all, we we're good to each other, right? Yeah. I'll say, we go to the store as soon as we leave this table and there's scraggly clothes, messy hair, there's somebody at that store and as soon as you see him, you're like, man, get the fuck away from me. That don't make you a good person. No. You know, you say, hi, how you doing? And you go on about your business and you react off what they're react. So if you treat people on your level the same way you treat people on a lower level, and then you go to your upper management and, you know, you treat them the same, hey, what's up, dude, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Instead of, oh, how you doing, sir? What can I do for you? Can I kiss your ass? Can I do yeah, this? Yeah. No, you treat everybody the same. And that's how you earn respect that's a good guy. He gets along with everybody. You, you, you have but to be, you do your job. You do your job. Yes, you definitely do your you job. You do your fucking job. No, but job. He's, right, he's right about the treatment of the same people because yeah. I talk to my line cooks the same way I talk to my JVPs, which is the term for like a, a higher, higher up. Now, when I first meet the guy, I got to know if he's going to call me to HR if I'm going to talk to him like that. But the same guy who we had a falling out because he was not giving me my bonus for walking away... So the same guy when I was going through a divorce was telling me about some Latina piece of ass who he was seeing on the side with hey, his own wife. Hey, the, I mean we've had these discussions. Don't. You better don't. So I mean you're right. Yeah, I mean 
some of the some of the things I've seen in my superiors and why I've extended my stay in some places that we come around and I'm the only person who just walks up and asks them, hey, like literally how you're doing, like what's going yeah. on with your life, how you're doing, instead of being like, hey, did you see what I did yesterday yeah, um, I in the email? Hey, can I get recognition <laughs> for uh, the Because those, those things are going to come. If you're doing your job and those people see you, those things are going to come. What you want to do is just base level talk to the person. This is what we're talking about, leadership. Just like when you run to a bad situation, yeah. when you run to your superior, a good way to live your life is just talk to the person in front of you, yeah. treat them like you would yourself, and then wait for them to respond to you. Because I didn't, yeah. I talked to him kind of like I would the first time we met, but I was waiting to see his response. Because if he's one of these uptight, I'm going to write you to HR for everything you say, guys, I'd learn not to interact with him and just say, hey, sir, hello, sir, and then move on. But so many people project what they want to see on somebody else and then use that in their head to treat them that way when they could take the time to just blank slate this is a person i'm going to treat yeah. them like i would myself and then i'll let them dictate yeah. from there on how i'm going to be treated and it's like the whenever i first got here i sat down at this table i've never met you before and i sit there and i'm kind of quiet and kind of you know i'm just taking everything in every now and then i'll spit out something a little bit vulgar or a little bit polite you know you you throw something out there and you hear mm -hmm. the other response. So if I got the highest person in my company and I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I sure could use beer. And then he's like, hell yeah. Okay, we got something in common. <laughs> and if but, I, I sure but, could but, use but a beer, but he you says. you say that no. and also know what kind of person he is. Yeah, I mean, he could have he responded with, yeah, but you better not do it on the job. I know you're an asshole. You're uptight. You're like yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah. Or he could say, yeah, it's on me. I, I, yeah, my, I myself am going to drink a cranberry juice, so, but it's on me. You know, it's, it's you throw it. You just <laughs> it's not because he wants to drink. Yeah. It's because yeah, he's yeah. respecting the fact yeah, that so, you could use it right now. Yeah, it's just you have to judge. You have to be a good judge. Of it's character. like do uh, climb the ladder that you're capable of, but also the ladder itself. What's in opposition? I'm, ter know. I'm terrified of the ladder. I actually, um, so I was recently hired by Texas Roadhouse uh, okay. for a kitchen management position. Beat the hell out of Logan's. Uh, there you go. <laughs> 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 Hold on, hey, them rolls are something else. Yeah, but we're at Texas. That food service ain't. <laughs> my last, Roadhouse is great. Logan's <laughs> is horrible. In my last two vlogs, a, a, a similar concept comes up with restaurant management when you get at the corporate level because Roadhouse is corporate. My priors were corporate. It's not a private restaurant. They try to drive people to be the next GM. They try to drive people to be the next JVP. They try to drive people to be to that next stage. And anytime I've sat down and had those conversations with those people, I've said, I don't know. In what you're what you're prompted to say when they say, so what are your dreams of running a store? You're supposed to say, oh yes, sir. I can't wait to be yeah, in charge yeah. of the store. Now I'm gonna place it. Uh, most agreeable. You are the best. You're trying to show them that drive, that yeah, heart. Yeah, you, you know are I mean? the best. You're the best you can be. Good for you. And every time I've sat down, I think they've looked at me differently because I said, I don't know, sir. I said I was a busser one day. I never dreamed of being a server. I got good as a busser, and one day I got opportunities as a server, and I took it, and I did well. When I was a server, I had no dreams of being a manager. When I was a server and I did well, I thought about being a manager. 
And so if you're asking me if I'm going to restore, uh, run a store, sir, I don't know what it is. Right now I'm a manager. I'm trying to figure out the best way I can be a manager, and then one day maybe I can be a JVP on top of that. And see, one thing I've learned from, I mean, whenever you're young, you're coming up, you get an opportunity, you're nervous. Always anxious. Always, Always anxious. And one thing I learned is if somebody offers you something, they're also going to help you mm-hmm. do it. Oh, hold on, hold on. Sometimes there's a bait there. There's a, there's that's that's that caveat catch right there. Well, you were a yeah. shift manager at yeah. like you McDonald's. Might try to take that guy wasn't looking out for you. He hey man, if you do this for me, but it's, it's I might do this for you. It's all in your mind though. So <laughs> look, all right. Let's let's say let's, right. let's take it to the bottom. You're working all at right. McDonald's. It's your very first job. Fuck yeah! All right, I'm first a cook. Job. I know how to make a McDouble. I know how to. Are we are we copyright censored and shit? I know how to make a double cheeseburger. You know how to so, make a, a big game bang? Yeah, I know, I know. But when you, <laughs> ask, but when you ask me that on the speaker, oh, we don't do that here, sir. No, I'm gonna give you a big game bang. So the thing is, you get in there and you get comfortable being at the bottom. You get comfortable being a line cook. You get comfortable. <laughs> you make yeah. friends with everybody. All right. And so here, but you're good at what you're doing. You're great at what you're doing. Great. Fuck and, yeah. All right. So you're great at what you're doing, and all of a sudden somebody comes up to you and, hey, here's an opportunity for you to train other people, and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I could do that. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. No, no, I'm good. All right, $2 raise going out the window. You're still cooking at the bottom. They give somebody else. Or you could just say, you know what? Why not give it a shot? What can go wrong? Nothing. 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 And, and I mean, those shifts could go wrong, but at least you I mean, learned something from it. It could really go wrong. Well, Marcel is 100% correct. I mean, <laughs> that is, the wrong that people have been hired and those shifts go fucking fuck sideways up Tuesday. real quick. That's yeah. a fucked but, up Tuesday. But the, but the point is, if you're going into a career and you're scared to move up, what are you doing there? Because it's just the opportunity to get better at what you do and you don't take it. You're just, you know, you're... Yeah, but that's at the complacency we've yeah, been talking you're about. You're 33 years old making the same wage an 18 year old's making. Uh, hey, right now, you know, jump in and take that damn chance. I just, uh, I will say, I made a career change. Uh, a lot of people know. I realize base level and what I deserve, and I ain't settling for nothing that's less than 20. Let me ask you: Is, is this connected with your? TikTok Pornhub algorithm thing. Did you? Did you? It can did. I really? It can, did. Actually, <laughs> actually, it's all abroad. You know, so anything so we like say. Latinas and Chinese. It's right? abroad. Yeah. I, dude, it's I go abroad from I go from enchiladas to anal instantly. So like, I'm fucking. Well, I mean, hopefully, it, yeah. I, I mean, think a lot of enchiladas end up in anal's one I, way or the other. I think if you go from enchiladas hey, to hey, anal hey, instant, hey. it's okay. But if you wait a couple of days, it's not. Hey, good. let me let me plug this. Uh, <laughs> check out Third Coast Podcast at five thousand Ws. on all major streaming platforms. Uh, you can find us on a couple of videos on YouTube. Couple. Well, Just a few. If you're on Spotify or you're on any platform out there, you can find us. We're social media addicts. You can go check us out on our Chinese ran TikTok. Uh, 
My uh, personal email yeah, is uh, uh, OB, Mike Zuckerberger for Facebook. Uh, Zuckerfox. Um, my personal email is ob1jacoby at gmail. Does that people is email you at that email? Yes, they do, but it's mostly just uh, pharmaceutical spam. Um, it's okay. I still accept. I will respond okay. and or unsubscribe. So the point being, you can get us on any platform but the only platform we're going to get you on is on your platform shoes on stage oh <laughs> hey we call that two tier around here so you know what I'm that's two tier around here before we dive into uh our final words of wisdom for this episode and we've been all across the board yeah i am proud a little bit of very editing. proud a little bit of editing a lot of bit a lot of bit a lot of bit but uh we're at like two hours, and we're we're almost at three. And uh, and on in honor of Carnivore that's happening tomorrow night at the uh, Joy at the Joy Theater in New Orleans. If y'all are not there, y'all are gonna miss out. That's gonna be a one of a kind event, and our boys, our like homies, history our in the friend, making, our friends at the Iceman Special. Are going to put on a one of kind show in New Orleans. That's going to be a staple, and it's going to be a it's going to be a thing. They got a whole bunch of acrobats, whole bunch of crazy shit going on, and uh, just shout out for everything they've done for the podcast and everything. The, the Void family, the Kramp, the Krampus cleanup family, uh, Marshall, Mark, Jacob. I love uh, all all of our guests, all of our future artists. And uh, I'm really I'm I don't mean to say this in front of Marshall Marshall I I didn't know you were coming but I did not know that Jacob was coming I love you both <laughs> equally love you too bro I I was actually at both y'all's past uh, things we won't talk about <laughs> we don't talk about that, that's not that's not a good thing trending if you've been but, there uh, right but but <laughs> my, I, my birthday's Monday. This right here is a super big present for me to having you two motherfuckers like join us on this podcast. It's it's good to hear. I like, dude, I haven't seen you guys. I like about a year. What, what's the fucking chances, dude? Like I even told him, like, "Hey man, Jacob is the fucking nicest dude in the world." <laughs> like. I mean, why are we here if we're not good to people? I mean, I mean, we're bad people too, yeah. right? Yeah, we're bad. I got people. my things. Yeah. Y'all gotta yeah. forgive me because this is my first podcast. I no. don't know how things work exactly. <laughs> I was nervous. Hopefully, hopefully, it won't be your last. Yeah. yeah. So just, just hey, speak, speak as you will, as you want, uh, but limit it. Definitely so. your policy. And then yeah. uh, oh, plus yeah. that's. <laughs> You, you know, you're, you you're putting your voice Marshall out Shirt. there and you will hear it. So you got to understand how other people hear it too. So, but, <laughs> but be like, be honest, be yourself, but be conscious, be conscious, yeah. be eloquent, be beautiful, mm. be handsome. We're men here. Yeah, there's a lot of here sexy men. I didn't hear be naked in there, so I'm just kind of feeling... Hey, be... Hey, <laughs> hey you're, you're the only one. You're the only it's one. Like, it's, like, on. it's like 56 degrees or some shit. Hey, man. You can be naked, bro. I'm not looking at your dick, but you can be naked, bro. Oh, but the uh, after we give our words of wisdom, the song will be Ringmaster, 
And oh, shout out. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Shout out to Iceman Special for sponsoring this song. Thank and you guys for so much. everything they do for us. And, I, man, I hate that I can't be there for Carnivore, but I know it's going to be almost, a banger, dude. I, uh, if I didn't have to work early Monday, I would have took the whole fucking weekend down day. So, uh, let's dive into this words of wisdom. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so I heard something. Heard, <laughs> heard, heard something. I heard something. It was uh, it, 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 the other what? day on the uh, FM radio dial, and it was like, "Don't project. Don't want people to un. Ah, uh, uh, don't expect people to understand." your mindset and the way you're thinking at a certain point in time because they're not in your head. Mm-hmm. They're not they didn't they didn't experience or do anything. That so goddamn thing. Don't expect something out of someone that don't know nothing that's going through your head. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You gotta understand I guess that's my words of wisdom. Understand that someone don't understand what you're doing or what's going through. All right. Um, don't always you, you don't always have to be a uh, glass half full. You could be half empty and still look for the future. You know what I'm saying? Like it. It pretty much means the fucking same. It just depends on how you pour it. Stole the words out of my mouth. Actually, I was going to talk about. I'm. Uh, I don't know if everyone knows what nihilism means, but it's yeah. essentially that you know life doesn't have existence. Essentially, we we live, which is good sometimes, um, but that there's no you know I'm not religious and stuff like that. And uh, if if I can get out of bed every day knowing that my existence doesn't necessarily have a definition to it or a meaning to it, and I pick my feet up and I can try to make the best of it. It's all, I think you, it's all you got, man. A lot of the people who have depression and stuff like that deal with the same things I deal with. And I would just tell them to, you know, the biggest part of your day should be to rotate your feet out of that bed, put them on the floor, go take a shower, and go somewhere. Get out of what environment you're in that, that's got you stuck and just get your feet moving. And, you know, at work, just like we were talking about, just keep your feet moving. And somebody's going to recognize that you're, you're moving your feet and, you know, you're doing your work. And that's part of what is great about this country is there's countries you live in where moving your feet, getting work done doesn't add up to the end of the day. Not, your door not still being broken down and being dragged out of your house. And at least in this country, that's something we can we can be happy about. Couldn't agree more, man. Any, Jacob? Any, anybody. Anybody who's suffering from anything, like I said, like the we're we're here for not only ourselves but for you too. I see my words of wisdom. At the end of the day, we're all human. We all wanna be respected. We all wanna be in good standing. And what you do there's seven billion people on earth. What you do doesn't go a long way. But in the town you live in, in the state you live in, the smallest thing you say can impact somebody's life. So if someone says something negative to you 
and you take that in and it makes you have a bad day and you project that negativity onto somebody else, you may get worse. It's going to spread. But if you wake up and look at life as I need to spread cheer, spread joy, and you don't let the negative get to you, and whenever whatever you pass on in your voice is positive, the next person's going to be positive. If it's negative, the next person's going to be negative. No matter how smart you, small you are. You are smart. Smart, stupid. Uh, stupid small is or smart. Bad, not a good word. But the little bit of control you have over the world out of 7 billion people, you can make two more people, even one person. If you say one good thing to somebody today, they'll say one good thing to somebody else. It'll spread throughout your whole community. So don't let all the negative energy get to you and you keep spreading it because it's already went from whoever that person that gave it to you, whoever they talked to, it's a line of negative energy. Break that line of negative energy and project positive. And you're not going to change the world with that, but in your small town, small community, it makes a big I feel like you fucking convinced me, Bubba. Like, fucking right <laughs> off, Man, dude. I'm so, I'm so hey, thankful I'm, I'm fucking, tonight, dude. Fuck this, yeah, dude. Dude, this is a great episode. It's been all over the fucking rollercoaster yeah, yeah, podcast we, world. We've gone places to where we were not really ready for at the time. Maybe being. the listeners was even ready for it, but <laughs> hey, it's out there now. And uh, Hey, to our workers... Our nine to fivers, fuck the nine to fivers. Our fucking twelves and fourteen shifts. They work like eighteens, like yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah, my, hey, the, hey. Uh, shout out Brandy. Fuck, she took. She told me it's mm-hmm. like, I, I bitch about uh, working where they make you work four hours over. You know, you can only work twelve hours in the day at my job. But she's like, yeah, they come mandatory for a whole nother shift. I was like, so they just expect you to be awake 16 hours 16 in a row? straight and be back for your next one. Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, hey. A lot of people say that shit for fucking granted. There's a lot of jobs like that. Yeah, but... Then, but hey. That, that ties into the whole thing, too, around here, though. There ain't a lot of money to make around here. So yeah, but guess what? He's taking care of what he's taking care of. You're taking care of. What you gotta take care of? Yeah. It's either hard and mental. It's hard mental or hard physical. (laughs) Right nowhere around. Yep. Hey, man. And then you sacrifice. Yeah. Sacrifice time with your family, mental health. You sacrifice so much because there's just. Hey, it's a tough living living in the South. Yeah, Yeah. man. I've been trying to keep my dick hard, you know what I'm saying? But, uh. Like I said, I think he got a porn star job, and he's just not doing <laughs> <laughs> it. It is a struggle. It's hard. So, and uh, sometimes it's bad. I mean, my phone's listening right now, so I'll see, <laughs> I'll see you on the TikTok algorithm. I'll see you there. Hey, man. Uh, so, uh, shout out Fetch, man. <laughs> shout out to the listeners. Shout out to the 28 countries. Shout out to the 47 states. We're not down. We're getting the there. We're, We're getting there. Get you. Big shout out to Canada, Turbo Snake Ryan. Love y'all. Love you, Ryan. You're and, the best, dude. Uh, shout out Terrence, most of all, for creating this platform to give us. Shout out Terrence. We love you, bro. Fuck Terrence. And fuck you, too. But, uh, yeah. Thank you, Jacob. Jacob. 
Thank you, Marshall, Marshall for returning Marsh, again. Marsh the Mellow. Messed the fourth. He's also, uh, he's the impartial Marshall because he's whole. You want to talk some sports? Come to me too. We could have gone five hours on the NFL <laughs> he, draft. He also has a degree. He has a degree in. Uh, you have a degree in journalism. Yes. Yeah. Communications. Sports, uh, sports communications. Wait, is it sports? Communications with the modern journalism that was focused. There on you go. Making my thing. All right. All right. Keep it up. Shit. Shit, son. High five, everybody. All right. Yeah. We're doing this. We're doing this. All right. Motherfucker. Go by. Go by. Joe. What did you do, Marshall? What are we doing? We're, 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 we're saying goodbyes. Oh, oh we always just say our names. Joe. What did you Gators? Go by. What up? That's the fourth. Jacob, man. Y'all have a good night. Perfect.